right, guys, we have a wonderful fucking episode coming up. Before we get into that, a quick word from our sponsors. We've got Laughable 2.1.2. 2.14. Oh, shit. Two point, what's new now? Um, Click-through links. So that's 2.1.4. Yeah, click-through links, a working fucking OS, um, notifications on artists. Like when a new podcast drops from your subscribed artist, you can have push notifications now. Okay, so that's all the okay, all the stuff that we already talked about last week. Right on. Well, Laughable 2.1.4 is out, guys. It's the first and only app where you can not only favorite your favorite artists, but also your favorite podcasts. Oh, and in beautiful Laughable news, they hit the top 500 of the fucking apps on the App Store. Oh, shit. Yeah, Ned pushed out today like an, an email to like the favored folk. So it. it's still not available for Android yet, right? Coming soon. Coming very soon. Well, coming soon Ambo- for the Android, Android users. So if, if you're an Android user and you can't listen on left, well, there's other ways where you can listen to us. And how can they listen to us, Slayer? They can always hear us on DemonSeedRadioNetwork.com at 5.15 Eastern, 8.15. No, that's the other way around. 5.15 Eastern. Nope. Nope. 8.15 nope. Eastern. 8.15 Eastern, 5.15 <laughs> Pacific. I have not been drinking much. And I am sober. <laughs> Cruz is on a cleanse and she sobers. So this is your opportunity for Cruz to just mock me relentlessly when I'm fucking pissed. <laughs> like, Cruz is stone cold sober like, this is the person I just chose as a business partner. <laughs> so there you have it, guys. Laughable and or Demon Seed Radio Network. Oh, uh, big announcement, not a sponsor, but... You can also find us on iHeartRadio now. Oh, shit, that's right. We are now on iHeartRadio, so you guys can listen to us all very many ways. And if you don't know where else to find us, you can find us at andnowwedrink.com to find different ways that you can listen to us. If you're hearing this, you must have found one of them. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So this week's uh, guest is a comedian. Comedian Comedian actor. actor. He's a comedian actor. He's a trained actor. Yeah, a very dude. I was actually that was this was a good episode, man. We very long. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's very almost, long. It's almost three hours deep, which is a good indication that we had a really good time. And I don't it. even think we even stopped while we were recording. No, we went almost three hours without fucking stopping. Without fucking stopping because it was just a great conversation. So, uh, Kevin Williamson, and not to be confused with the producer Kevin Williamson. Um, this guy, like we said, he's a comedian actor. Um, he, yeah, he's a trained actor. We talked about all the different films that he's into and it was, it was a very good one. You're gonna have to listen to it. Enjoy poor cold one and, uh, give us some good ratings guys. Yeah. Jump on iTunes, throw us five stars, helps keeps us towards the top of the list. So we get new drinking buddies because we want more drinking buddies. We want to drink with all of you. Speaking of drinking with all of us, October 5th through 7th, we will be at LA Podfest tearing it up so buy your tickets come drink with us while we get weird while we're podcasting hey alright folks enjoy the fucking show Your broken, broken phone. I know. Stupid phone. So we are going. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. 
Cheers. Salut. Love oh, God. It. What's Bang. wrong with me? I like it. Chicago in the house tonight. In the building. Oh, hey. I know we normally don't talk sports on here. Did you get to see the Crosstown Classic? <sighs> Brian got ejected for the first time in his career today. It was pretty cool. To really? see him actually spaz out. Yeah, the ball was inside. He went off and... The ump was like, chill ass out of here. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm, you know, I'm watching long distance all the time. I've been too crazy with everything that was going on this weekend and just trying to recover. I haven't caught any of the games. Are you going to take any out when they come out here? I'm going to try to. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> baseball. Oh, you're talking about baseball. I was like, wait, are they talking about baseball or are they yeah. not? I wasn't sure. Oh, yeah, we're talking about baseball. Okay, but- so, yeah, um, you know, just like. The Angels and the Dodgers. Yeah. You get the cross-town rivalry, the Sox and the Cubs. So it's pretty huge. So yeah, I'm learning something because I don't follow baseball. So <laughs> No sports? You like sports at all? I used to when I was younger, but I don't really follow it anymore. Like I'll watch like fighting, kind of like bloody violent sports now. But um, you know, when I was, I was a cheerleader in high school and stuff. I know it's hard to believe when you look at this stupid face, but... <laughs> No, no, no. No, no, because a lot lot of people are like, you're a cheerleader because I'm just so like rough around the edges. But anyways, um, I, uh, you know, I used to be into basketball and football and all that kind of shit. My family is very huge. Like my mom and my grandmother are very huge into sports. My grandmother watches boxing. Did you know that? You got to turn around to MMA. Yeah, dude. So like, yeah, my whole family, they're into sports. But um, as I got older, I just just didn't really follow sports. I stopped following sports. Baseball is... Mm, it's one of those sports that it's an acquired taste like beer. It is an acquired taste. It, it's it really such, is. Because it's like a never-ending game. And my, that's it. And that's why know? a lot of people get faded when they watch the game, if Everyone they go to call, it or not. Yeah. Because you know? like an inning can last for two days, you know? <laughs> it Amer- like Amer- it was, it, was it known as America's favorite pastime or something? Yeah, or it's America's first, pastime. America's first pastime favorite. I can't remember what it is first. And it's favorite. perfect. If you want a pastime, go to a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell anybody, even if you're not really into baseball... There's something to be said about going to a game live. Yeah, I think the first it's baseball game like I ever it. saw live was the Giants because I'm from Northern California. Oh, sweet, okay. So I saw the Giants play when I went to co- when I went away to college. I can't were- wait to get up to the Fillmore. I'm dying to go oh, play the Fillmore. That's that's a- I've been to yeah, shows there before. Go. I've been to a couple of punk shows that played yeah, up there. I can't wait to do that. So my dad took me to my first game when I was like 10 or 11. Uh, Chet Lemon was a sock then. You get the ice cream and a little miniature. Baseball helmet. Oh my God. The, the live experience is the best in the I world. You know, and he was explaining the game to me then. Mm-hmm. I played it, but I didn't understand the nuances of it. And it was just dope, you mm-hmm. know, being introduced to it by my dad. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Did you ever play baseball or any sports at all when you were growing up? Yeah, you know, especially like I'm an 80s baby. So we did everything. Basically, how the seasons changed, we went mm-hmm. from if it was snow in the winter, watch the Bears, then we go play football. And then basketball, and then baseball. It was like pretty much every sport mm-hmm. trifecta. But yeah, I think my favorite was football. My dad played pro ball. He played oh, for the okay. Cleveland Browns. Okay. Oh, very cool. Two seasons, and uh, his knees gave out. Oh, so man. yeah, I didn't get a chance to play any sports beyond high school though. But just love sports. Period. I just like mm-hmm. competition, healthy competition. Hey, nothing like it. That's our city, though. City yeah. is. is your city, our city, both our cities are pretty much like sports towns, period. Yeah, yeah, but as a Chicago fan, you got to get used to getting your heart broken. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Uh, yeah, it's like an abusive relationship, you know? It really is. It really, <laughs> really is. It's like, you know they're not good for you. I know, but I love them. <laughs> Though I'm a Sox fan, I come from a long line of Cubs fans, so, yeah. The, the heartbreak was instilled very early on. I, I just think it's... <laughs> Indicative of our city, though, like the second city, like that is the epitome of us, like everything secondary, sports, championships. You know, even though I still rock with my city, I love it. I think it's better than New York, cleaner than New York, but people always give us that title, you know, and I think we've earned it <laughs> because of we don't, we don't have the championships to back it up. And we also don't dump the money in our teams like they do. And that's because we're, that's why we're, we're you know, we're a blue collar city and that's, pretty much even how our teams move. We get players that are either at the end of the rope or premature, and we let them go. Greg Maddox, let him go, and then won a bazillion Cy Youngs. I know. <laughs> we got Andre Dawson. We should have got him when he was exposed, Andre Dawson. You know, but yeah, when he, we do win, it's an explosion. Oh, I know. I remember the first time the Bulls won, you know, the Dynasty Bulls, when they won, like, the craziness. I remember that. It was the city. It was just, you know, it's, it's, I can't explain it. You know, it's because you wait so long for something. And you can relate in any aspect, you know, when you wait for an opportunity. Like, this this shit is amazing. <laughs> so, I got to, I promise you, like, this shit is, like, I, I'm grateful because this is, like, I've waited for an opportunity like this to do something different and I'm, in uncharted waters and it just feels good so you know this is how it is so like when you finally do something different and new it's like another notch under my belt like hell yeah i did it and i'm doing it right with two pros so that's dope <laughs> hey, we you appreciate know. that we, yeah we appreciate you coming here let's cheers everybody. yeah cheers that'll get everyone well lubricated i know right yes giggity so what else has been going on like you've been doing any shows recently grind mode you know what i've First of all, I'm an actor, so I have a master's in theater. Oh, Columbia wow. College, Chicago. So, so you actually trained. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, moved here and just trying to find something that's going to strike. Stand-up has always been a gift, I believe. You know, and it's just in a humble way I say that. So, but I've always wanted to be a serious actor. You know, and mm -hmm. the stand-up was how I avoided, or the laugh and the comedy, I just love making people laugh, you know. That was how I avoided ass whoopings from my mother, you know. <laughs> and I would catch her so many times, turn her head to smile. And I was like, ah, you're smiling. And it's just something that I love to do. The, the business aspect of it is the hard part for me. You know, like where I am now, just having a, I just want to be in a position where when I do shows, I can have my tickets comp and have my people come. I don't want to be mm -hmm. out. Yeah, bringing people to the show. <sighs> It's whack. So I just I'm excited because I just got a manager, so I don't have to worry about that now. So she's oh nice, be okay. Putting me and booking me in all of these venues. So I'm excited about that. That's well, congrats. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Thank Congratulations. You. Yeah, um, I've done tons of acting since I've been out here. Uh, left Chicago because when the weather got cold, production shut down. Mm. I moved out here, but now we have a bazillion TV shows shooting there. So I'm back and forth. I have an agent in Chicago. Oh, okay, and an agent so, out that's here. cool. Very you cool. Know, Very so cool. I'm just trying to get it, hustling, whatever I can. So I have a great agent here. I'm with Maverick Plug, but they gave me my first <laughs> shot. And nice. I booked seven nationals with them. And it's been good commercially. Theatrically is where I'm scratching and clawing. I've done an episode of Chicago PD, which was cool. Mm -hmm. And 
that's the hard part because I don't want to move back to Chicago, but that's where I'm getting the most love as far as. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Television like you leave film. somewhere and then you're like, oh, all of a sudden yeah, there's all this stuff going crazy. down. Well, it's an easy casting. You're authentic. Yep. Yeah, and True. that's the thing. <laughs> they love. <laughs> and they love that in Chicago as well. But the stand-up, I mean, I love it. I have so much that I want to offer. You know, the scary part about being a comic, too, is people steal jokes. So I have tons of jokes and books. Of, but I can't wait until I make a name name because they come and they send them back. And I see them all the time and they take your jokes and because they have more of a name than I do. Yeah, yeah. They say the joke and then the person will be like, uh, you said the same thing so-and-so. So I'm like, no, that was my shit. So, like, my good stuff, the world hasn't even heard it yet. That's smart. You know. That's so smart. The gift yeah. is through Second City. I trained at Second City for I was going to ask you that next if you did do improv yeah, before yeah, you got into stand-up. and my mentor, Sheldon Patankin, who passed away, he was the chair of uh, Columbia College Theater Department. He also uh, founded Second City and discovered mm -hmm. the whole cast, Gilda Radner, Belushi. So, you know, that was how I got into Second City. So when I'm on stage, I have topics, but I love to just go because I'm scared to do my jokes. So I'll, I'll talk about topics. But I'll tease and put a lot of stuff in there because until, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I can't yeah. wait. But I love it because that's that rush that you get when people is right in front of you is like theater. And those two things I love. I love stand-up and I love theater because you're naked. You're bare in front of these people. Especially with improv, too, because it's like... It's not scripted. It's like all improvised. And you, you kind of just submit. have. And you, yeah, so yeah. that's that's and I exciting. I love it. So yeah, I've never been a guy that was a blue collar guy. I just my mother was. Truth be told, you know, I I, I had a uh, scholarship to be a school teacher, but I just couldn't jump into it. You know, mm -hmm. I get so much from expressing myself, whether yeah. it's through the arts in any form, whether it's mm -hmm. rapping, poetry, a DJ, anything, any, watching anybody else, I love it. Because it's so inspiring, you know, to watch somebody express yeah, yeah, themselves yeah. through an art form. So that's my shit, you know, and I, I'm glad I rolled the dice and I came out here because the confirmation is all the stuff that I've done. I mean, even meeting you all, you know, it's just things that let me know when you first get out here, you're just like, fuck, what did I do? You know what I mean? Like, oh, do I need to go back home? But I'm glad I didn't. So stand up is pretty much my baby, mm -hmm. but acting is my passion. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I like Hopefully hearing you can that. do both. And yeah, I, I mean, both, you know, you will. can act in a comedy, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. My mentor, Donnell Rollins, you know him, Ashley Larry from The Chappelle Show. Yeah. I've done tons of skits with him that are on the internet, and he was the one that saw me. He was like, dude, you're fucking hilarious. So, you know, I just, I, I didn't, it, true, true story, like, for me, it was a situation where I didn't want to, it came easy, but he made me work hard. And that was the thing that I loved because he would take me to these shows and I would see comics do the same set for a year. And he was the one uh, that told me that's funny, but keep writing. So he got yeah. me to the point where I'm disciplined and I have a lot of material because you never know when somebody's going to come and say, hey, do you have a 30 minute set? Do you have a 45 minute set? So he taught me to go long winded. Well, a lot of people get up there and do the same recycled stuff. Yeah. It's not good for you. You're like, I heard that shit last year. Yeah. You know, you want to hear some fresh stuff. So. I'm just waiting for the opportunity because he's doing some great things with Chappelle now. So I'm just in pocket waiting for him to blow that whistle. Right, 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 right. right. Oh, that'd in. be awesome. No, I'm curious. If you're given the opportunity to go on the road and you know be a feature for someone, would you rather feature or stay in town and try to book acting gigs? I'm hitting the road. That's the thing. That's what I'm waiting for. Like I said, like a rapper, I have a whole book of rhymes ready to just go. You know, and that's what I've been preparing for. That's why you know the little seven and. 
six and seven minute sets, that does nothing for me because I mm -hmm. have so much that I've written and I have so many different avenues and lanes and stuff that I want to really play with the audiences. But it's competition and you see it. Sometimes yeah. you're the one that gets a good portion of a laugh and they'll yank you off the stage. It's just that part of the business I don't like. You know, that mm. it makes me. Ugh. Yeah, it, people don't feel there's enough to go around. And it is. And it is because you look how amazing Kevin Hart is. You look how amazing Chappelle is. Two different people. Right. Two different right. styles. And they're both great at what they do. And they don't compete. It's just what it is. I think the only person that you should ever compete with is yourself. Yeah, you know? no, yeah. totally. Yeah. totally. And, and that's why I am. So I don't, I don't get into that. But that's the part that makes me fall back a lot. Because I love the stage. But just the, the scratching and clawing that goes along with it. I can't deal with it, but acting is totally different. You know, that's why I'm free. That's really why I'm in pocket because, you know, I get a chance to go in that room and they'll tell me a topic and I'll use that improv that I got. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. So. How long have you been in L.A.? <sighs> I moved here in 2005. Oh, okay. So you've been out mm -hmm. here for a minute. Yeah. All right, I'm an old right. rusty male now. <laughs> uh, I moved, you moved out here a year after I did. I've been here since 04. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, it went by so fucking fast. I'm the newbie. Well, I've been here since 2014. Really? That's no right. Way, We've man. talked about this before. Yeah, because I was in Vegas for a couple of years. Okay. And then came out here. I left Chicago in 2011. So Making it happen. Damn, 2014. I know. I mean, I was here all the time for various gigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost never in Vegas. Really? Yeah. Just staying there, but moving. I think the opportunities here that are crazy. That's the reason why I, it was a no-brainer. Like before it's I moved true. out here. I mean, like you know, where you were from, where you come from, right? Chicago. You're like, okay, I want to. You had a dream to pursue something, and you knew, okay, if I go to LA, that's where everything is. Entertainment. This is like the mecca of any kind of you know entertainment. Of course, you can. You're doing stuff there now too, but right. everybody knows. Okay, ever, ever, not everybody knows. Everybody's whole direction is like I'm gonna go to Hollywood and I'm gonna become a star but the thing that I've learned from being down here and also doing a couple of you know acting and, and whatnot in talking about competition with women <laughs> Jesus Christ See? Yeah. so much competition but the the biggest lesson I've learned thus far from being here for so long is that um, uh, you know you have to constantly hustle if you want to get anywhere right you know, if you, if you want to do something, you have to constantly put yourself out there. You can't just sit around waiting because, you know, I meet, I meet so many fucking people that um, that, uh, you know, like aspire to be actors and actresses and stuff like that. And, you know, there's the actor who's like hustling and putting himself out there and continuously going to auditions, you know, blood, sweat and tears and mm -hmm. everything. And then you have the and other. All that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're a perfect example. Then you have another, the other kind of actor who's just like, I'll just wait till someone calls me, you know, to tell me that there's an audition or whatever, because they don't care, but they're just in it to, I just want to be a working actor. I just want, I just want to get jobs, but I don't want to like put myself out there or make an effort to do what needs to be done to become a star or whatever it is that they aspire to be. That's the kind of people that I go, Hey, I need another drink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hell yeah. I remember when I Hell first yeah. moved to LA, I was like, you know, all the, the waiters and waitresses and Bartoni, I'm an actor. But those are the ones that are like, not really, I'm not going to say all, because that's kind of mean, because there's, there's a lot of people that are like actually struggling and trying to, you know, there are people, there are like hungry actors, right? But there's also the ones that just don't give a shit. They're like, eh, whatever. If they call me, they call me. And it's like, well, if you're trying to, you know, be somebody, aspire to be a star, if you will, then you're not going to get it from just sitting around waiting. Mm, you know? I crashed auditions. Like when I moved out here, I took my Chicago mentality and 
my first audition was for girlfriends. I didn't even have an agent then. Mm-hmm. I went home and I put on a suit. I paid a lady. First of all, I paid. You can get breakdowns, and breakdowns are basically job openings. Yes. In mm-hmm. the workplace, and it, you know, I give her like thirty dollars a month for commercials and television, and they showed the breakdown for it and and the role, and it was a reoccurring role mm-hmm. playing Joe's love interest, Lobster Boy. If you ever watched that episode, that was the guy. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, audition for and and her name is Robbie Reed true story and I went and I put on a suit I brought a dozen roses and I sat in the waiting room and I wrote my name down and when she came out I said I'm not slated for an audition for this role but if you have an opportunity I would love to read for it like 15 people read and she finally let me come in I killed it got a call back then a producer session off of that you know and they said you know you were great but we're gonna have to go with a name Ah, uh, you yeah. know, but and that happens sometimes, yeah. But that was the, my mentality. Uh, just the same thing. Like when when I see it, I want it, and I didn't come out here to play with it. I don't want to be a working actor. I want, I, I want motherfuckers to know know my name exactly. Like you know, exactly. With the commercials I've done, so many people in Chicago are inspired because where I come from, and and what I mean by that, like from the south side of Chicago, single parent home, seven kids riddled and saturated with gangs and drugs and all of that shit. I was a horrible gang member. (laughs) So, I mean, I knew I wasn't going to succeed in that because I had a conscience. Like, I would see guys, like, they jumped the guy and I went over to the guy's house to see if he was all right. (laughs) That that kind of thing. Yeah, you can't do that shit. So, I knew it wasn't for me. You know, you just have to be ruthless and it was never my thing. So, I've always been sports and, 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 and the arts was my safe haven. So, you know, when I did... A Verizon commercial was one of my first nationals. So many people was trying to contact me. It was like, oh, shit, I know that dude. You know, and I finally, I was able to reach back for a lot of people, and they didn't know what I was doing. Because even when I was in school for four years, dream killers, I wasn't telling anybody what I was doing. At the time I was in college, I was taking classes and in plays, and I wouldn't tell anybody because I didn't want the negative input. Uh, you know, As much as I love our hometown, it's a very stagnant city. A lot of the people I know, a lot of people, I, I love them to death, but they're doing exactly what they did when I left six years ago. I'm sure you know people that are still doing the exact same thing that they were doing from 2005 when you left. Yeah. And when you tell them, hey, I want to go pursue this, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You know, you might as well go get, go get a job as an electrician. You know, electricians always work. <laughs> I had a dude tell me, he was like, you act. <laughs> Motherfucker, let me see you act. You know, it was just the mentality. You know, it's crazy. So when they saw the commercial, they was inspired. Like, man, mm-hmm. I can. And I'm in school now. I went back to school, you know, and I was like, man, I appreciate it. I didn't do it for you to give it to me. Mm-hmm. But if this is what it takes, and I love that, to inspire, because I'm inspired by people. So that's the yeah, ripple yeah, yeah. effect of doing that shit to be the first trailblazer especially like in my hood or my family to do something that Mm -hmm. mentally you can't even conceive you know like for what i'm doing it's like people like damn you so and the first question they ask so you know so and so and i'm like they they think so small and it's such a bigger picture so yeah i'm not i I don't want to be the working actor i want to be that person that like i said for everything i've sacrificed i want all of it i want whatever that comes with if that's you know seven eight figures you know, times 10, then so be it. You know, I don't even have a specific. It's just, I know in my mind, like, 
I said it. I want to win an Academy Award. That's my dream. That's what pulled me out here. I didn't move out here to say, hey, you know, I fucked with it for 10 years and I left. No. <laughs> Hell no. no. Hell no. Yeah, I want it. Yeah, because, you know, a lot of people come here with those big dreams and they quit after like a year or two because they, they, they don't, they, they're tired of having to like compete with other people and they feel like there is no chance so they're just like ah I quit I'm just gonna you know go back home and get married and, and have 2.5 kids <laughs> and it rightly so and it beat a lot of people up when I moved out here 15 of us that graduated from undergrad as theater students moved out here it's only two of us that are working actors now and it's me and another girl mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know 13 went back home you know and no judging it's just how it, for whatever reasons yeah. you know you start to say okay you're looking at your clock and, and that's one thing you make a mistake on like you can't put a time frame on something to say if I don't blow up in five years. You just don't and some know. people do that too. They're like, ah, oh, I just moved here from Kentucky or whatever. You know what I mean? And they're like, oh, I'll give myself, you know, and I've heard this way too often from way too many people, different people, like not in the same groups where they're just, they say a very similar thing. And it's always something along the lines of like, yeah, I moved here from wherever. And I'm going to give myself until 2000, whatever, or I'm going to give myself two years or four years or five. It's always a different number, but it's always like within one to five years. You know what I mean? I'm going to give myself five years. And if nothing happens in five years, I quit. Can't do it. Then they weren't, then they, they weren't serious. Exactly. This is all I want to do. Like, and I'm a man, but I'm emotional about this shit because I, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Like I remember taking classes and 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 scene study and like everything that I put into it. And there were times that I would just be like, it has to work. And it, I, I equate it to like a crush, you know, until you tell her or him how you feel, you never know. But once you mm-hmm. say it, you're out there. So when I moved out here, I'm naked. It's like, okay, this is how I feel about you. How do you feel about me? Yeah, yeah. And that's when you start taking it on. But I love the journey because. I'm finding out who I am and what I'm made of. True. And the blessings have been the, the the people that have been put in my path, placed in my path to give me confirmation to let me know I am on that right path. Yeah, yeah. And it's not going to happen overnight because anything worth having won't come easy. So I'm just like, uh, <laughs> I'm going to be Morgan Freeman on that ass. If I blow up in 20 years, so be it. But if I did it, then I accomplished the goal. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal to basically have, you know, everything that I've envisioned in my mind come to fruition. And that's it. You know, in every aspect. I want to be like that that triple threat. Stand up, acting, you know, a writer or something. Yeah, like just, you do you know, all these different things. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pigeonhole because I want to express myself in so many different lanes. You know, and like this, this is amazing. Like now my eyes is open to a different arena with this. And I think that's, again, a blessing for me staying the course. Yeah. I would have never met you guys and been doing this having uh, 47 proof whiskey <laughs> burning my throat you know but, yeah but I love it it's good for the vocal cords it I is it is <laughs> what, what, what is your dream like film to come make you know like what kind of genre and then what big what two big names would you want in that film with you the only two people in the industry and three people it's only three people that I would get flustered everybody else is whatever but Chappelle is my motherfucker, mm-hmm. like that dude, like, and I haven't ha- had a chance to meet mm-hmm. him, but like, he inspires me, like, just artistically. So, For if sure. I saw yeah. him, it's him because he's just the it's Michael Chappelle. Jordan and Jay Z. And it's Chappelle, Jay's. yeah. It's just Chappelle. <laughs> it's Jay Z, Chappelle, and Denzel Washington. Oh, shit. You know, so, if I could do a film with all three of them, it'd be like, yeah. Three the hard way plus one. <laughs> <laughs> three the hard way plus one. And speaking of a, like, an actor who hustled, 
Denzel was a garbage man before they discovered Yeah. Him. Did you know that? About I didn't know Denzel? he was a garbage man, but I knew he worked at the post office. Mm-hmm. Pretty much just studying him, knowing that he, again, grinded and worked any job, and you do what you have to do and yeah. to make it work. And, and that's, I don't want to be mediocre. I'm, I'm cool with that. And whatever that means to nobody in an offensive way, but I've tasted mediocre. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you know that there's something else better out there, why not go for it? Exactly. You know, that's and that's another thing. problem that people have too is they'll take what they can get type Fuck of thing. That. Well, know, like I'm you gonna. Said, t- I'm not going to get your drink. Let's drink together. Exactly. Because you, you know, know, I've met act other actors that are like, oh, you know, you know, like actors have really haven't done much, and they just they're just so thirsty for like to become stars, basically. You know what I mean? And they're trying and trying and trying, but. They'll get these these shit gigs from like their agents or whatever, you know, like these low budget, like super low budget, like trashy fucking kind of movies where they're just like, where it's like, dude, don't do that movie. That's going to be horrible. You know what I mean? And um, like, yeah, but, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe something good will come out of it. And it's like, no, you got to, you got to pick. It's, it's, it also comes down to like what you choose to do, right? You can't just take everything you get just because you think or believe that it's going to get you somewhere. Because taking a... You know, from a no name, whatever, and I believe in independent films. That's not let's not I misinterpret do. that. Yeah, I definitely I, I, power do. to the independent me, film like industry, man. Like I, you know, I, like with what happened with the Oscars this year and stuff like that. Like I, I believe amazing. in it yeah. again. I'm well, like, I feel indies are a much bigger creative outlet than studio system. It is. totally is. No, it totally is. That's and why I'm glad that it's getting the um, the recognition that it deserves. You know what I mean? And the work it, that's being put in on an indie film. Oh yeah, so if we put together indie film. We ain't bullshitting. We gonna, yeah. you know, be on point and meticulous about everything yep. because it's our baby. It's you know what mm-hmm. I mean, a brainchild, and, and that's how I look at it. Versus the big budgets, they're just like, uh, it's whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I, last couple of big budget films I went to, I'm like poking holes and just like that's stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, have a, I have a writer buddy of mine who just sends me everything he writes just to poke holes in it, and my brain is just like that now. I just nope, that's dumb. That that makes no sense. Yeah. Why would the character do that? Indies, because just like you said, it's someone's baby. They're paying attention to every detail. Yep. It's like someone's firstborn. And they, and yeah, and especially because a lot of indies come from people that have never done anything before, and they're like, okay, this is my first film. You know, I want it to be perfect. I want this. I want that. And and you know, I f- I feel like it's finally. I think indie films are finally coming up. They're coming back. They're coming back yeah, because it was a time shit, man. Was, was that France or? I think it's in France or Australia where the government funds your projects. Actually, yes, that's true because um, uh, I think I'm pretty sure. I I feel like does Australia? I know the UK does. I know for a fact. I know for the fact that the UK does. They definitely do. They give grants and stuff like that. And and I think Canada does too because I'm. I actually I just recently started getting into comedy. Nice. And um, stand up. Um, no, no. Everyone okay. keeps telling me to do stand up, and I'm like completely petrified of the thought of going on stage and like telling jokes. Um, anyways, that's a whole can of worms we're not going to open up right now. We'll but open um, them. We'll but I've, open I've done, I've done, I've done a couple of comedy sketches, and you know, like I, I never really thought that I was funny. That may and, be your lane then too, because if you look at Will Ferrell, he doesn't do stand up, but he's hilarious. He's hilarious, yeah. In his lane, and he knows that. He yeah. knows that he's a great improv and scene still. And he's and he started. Films. He's like a part of Funny or Die, which is like a sketch comedy, you know, website yeah. type stuff, and um, and it's great. But uh, I actually did a, a film, a short, a short a comedy sketch that's on there. Um, and that's actually how this comedian in Canada, um, 
he hit me up and was like, hey, I'm do- I got this series or whatever and, and this and that and the other thing. And we were like kind of plotting out like how this was going to happen. And then I found out that he was waiting for a grant. And I'm like, he's like, the only reason why I haven't, and talking about people following their dreams and coming to Hollywood, right? I, he actually came to Hollywood because he was nominated for some kind of award for some kind of independent, um, like, I don't want to say indie film. It was more like in comedy, but I can't remember what it was called. I feel terrible for not remembering. But anyways, he was here for that. And so we met up in person so that we could finally discuss this whole series he mm. wanted to use me in. And he it finally came out. He was like, yeah, you know, if I, if I could, I would totally come to Hollywood and like pursue more of this stuff. But the thing is, Canada like funds my projects. And, nurtures, yeah, and he's like, get yeah, I'm getting, there. I'm waiting on this grant, you know, for this project. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, damn. And I know, I know the UK does. Um, I feel like maybe Australia might if, and that were, you know, and the only stipulation with them is, you know, you have to go through the process where they get a chance to see your script and you, the treatment and you tell mm-hmm. them what you're doing. And, and if it's crap, you know, over there, they're brutally honest. They'll tell you no, you know, and that's the yeah, thing that I Yeah, and there's love. a process, too, because the one in Canada, he, when he when I agreed to do the project, he, like, sent me the script and, and you know, the treatment and the, um, the, the little teaser that they had done or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, dude, I'm totally game. I'm in. Um, in order for him to get the grant, he had to have me actually send in a letter myself saying, hey, the reasons why I wanted to be a part of the project. So it's like they have to get letters from like multiple people, I think, that are part of the project to see and then boom, got approved. It like took months though because this was like, I want to say March or something, maybe even February that we had had this discussion and then he just hit me back like a week ago and said, I got approved for the grant. I'm like, damn, dude, that's like, he was kind of expecting to film in June, but then July, here we are in July and he's like, "Um, yeah, okay, so I finally got approved for it. I'm like, holy shit. So. I still would rather do that than be subject my, you know, art to a test group and have what it, you know, the studio system be like? Nah, you need to rewrite that. It didn't taste oh, well. that ending was kind of shitty. Maybe you should change, like re reshoot that. And which leads to the fourth thing I want to do: produce. You know, and that way I, I was can ask you that actually of my own situation because I've done so much that I know what it takes. Mm-hmm. Because that way you protect the project. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not. Lord willing, if I get the accolades and the awards, that's the vision. But to put out good work is the purpose Mm -hmm. because that's what it's about in any aspect i feel like if you're not gonna do it a hundred percent then why do it and that's the thing that i love that's the thing that drew me to acting the two films that as a kid that had them wheels turning for imagination was the west side story and greece (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm exposing myself but the shit was dope because i got a chance to see great acting great singing but it was this big old portrait of and I couldn't relate, but I knew it was magical, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Wizard of Oz, West Side Story. Oh, I love Grease. And I'm a no. macho man, but those are the films that tugged at my emotion. And I was like, I got to do this. So I'm, I'm curious, though. You're talking about the film version of Grease where the Chicago... Have you ever seen like the Broadway or at least... No, I never... The Broadway version set in Chicago. I didn't see that, and I've never seen it. I yeah. guess I was a fan and so mesmerized by Olivia Newton-John. Like, oh my God, right? <laughs> you know, and she played that film and Sandy and just, and I was like, oh, this is it for me. This is what I want to do. And that's the kind of work that I will always want to put out. It's not about money. The money will come. And, mm-hmm. and, and just to piggyback on what you said, like 
you've seen the reality shows and all the shit that mm. have been done here. I don't want 15 minutes. I've spent too much yeah. time yeah. for you to give me 15 minutes. I yeah. need an hour and a half. I need, uh, uh, you know, episodic, you know, of exactly. my career. You just can't give me 15 minutes because that's too short, you know. And so I came out here and I was struggling and, you know, they invited me to do the fifth wheel. And oh, it's that, that dating show, right? Yeah, it was yeah. one of the, and it was still in a pre-pubescent area when all the shows didn't figure out, but they knew, like the producers knew. So what I'm saying is that I did the show to eat, literally the starving artists, you know, paying bills, and they say, we'll feed you and we'll give you 150 bucks. So I did the show, and we went up to Malibu to this uh, dude ranch, and they kept trying to get me to take my clothes off, and the producer kept saying, and I was like, no, man, my mother's going to be watching this show. I'm cool, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew one of the girls was going to pick me. So I was like, no, you know, I just went to eat and I'm eating and they're drinking and they're getting faded before you knew it. They were naked and I was taking my clothes off. But that's where reality is going even then. And the producers in a show trying to get it to go somewhere mm -hmm. that I couldn't let it go because I'm a serious actor, you know, so I yeah. can't have that be a representation of me. So that was my thing. So to watch and I sign like a dictionary, a Bible stack of contracts. So I was like, I'm cool. And to watch it. And you never felt like, my favorite in the beginning was like Real World, the first or two. Oh, I used to watch Oh, that. yeah, the first couple I used seasons. to watch was the hell out of Real World. authentic because you didn't know what it was going to be, you Puck. know. I always, Pedro, yeah. When he passed, Season you know, three, all of those San Francisco. Things, yeah. You know, so dope. And then it became what it is now. And I'm like, thank you that I never chose any of that because mm -hmm. it would have killed my career. You know, mm -hmm. so you have to be meticulous about the projects you're doing yeah. because I want good work. Yeah. I want the same work that inspired me to want to do this in the first place. You know, comedy as well. You know, like my heart and soul is like the the forefathers, Richard Pryor and and and, and Bill Cosby, and I even like my man. Ah, uh, what's his name? I'm thinking of his name. I'm losing thought. Uh, Comedian? Yeah. Red Fox? No. No. Uh, I, I want to say his name because it wouldn't be my favorite if I don't say his name. Uh, uh, yeah. I was just taking a, st a stab at it. Yeah, and my mom introduced me to him, and he's just a beast. And uh, so, but even then, like, that was, I was always torn. I love acting, but I love stand-up because here's a platform where I can express myself and, and say something that's thought-provoking and make you laugh. Uh, white guy. He was white guy? Yeah, balding at the top. Oh, um, 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 um Carlin? Carlin, George Carlin, fucking George, love, I love him. him. That's I mean, he's love everything him. to me. Like him and Richard is right there. George Carlin, yeah. that's I'm gonna sit there. George Carlin was great. Me, yes, and he was a beast. And I would sit there with my mom, and even then, the things that she introduced me to inadvertently didn't know it. Like, cause we sat on the couch. I was a couple of weeks away from graduation, and my mom was like, "Baby, what you in school for?" I didn't even tell her. You know, and not that I didn't want to tell her, but, you know, I was just grinding and she saw it. But she asked me, and I said, Mom, I'm, I'm an actor. And she was like, that's nice, baby. Aww. But that's just my girl, you know, and that's the reason why I do what I do, because I don't do it for the attention. Like, what's up? That's care. Fuck that. You know what I mean? I do it because it's, it means something to me. And not mm -hmm. only that, you know, watching her raise seven kids, like the work ethic, putting out good stuff. I didn't come out here just to say that I did it. I want to, yo, when he did it, he did that shit. That's, that's, that's how I want to leave it. Like when Kev touched it, Kev put his thumbprint on it. And that's what I want to do. I want people to say, you took the baton and you ran somewhere with it. Yeah. 
So that's the challenge that I have for myself. Not for anybody else, but I want to be able to say, man, that's tough. I don't know. Kevin is a great actor, but I love him as a comic. That's, that's a goal. That's a goal for me to have people, or for myself, because I love them both. People say you like uh, comedic roles or dramatic roles, and I love them both because they're two different expressions, two different emotions, two different platforms and genres, you know, so I love them both equally. Two different reasons why, but I love them both. And it's difficult to not get pigeonholed into one or the other. Yeah, and that's another reason they ain't going to pigeonhole me. Fuck that. Because I can play the crackhead. <laughs> yeah. As I can play the judge that sends that crackhead to jail. I'm playing all that shit. <laughs> you know, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you want to be, you know, you want to have that big role that everyone remembers. The challenge me as well, the role that makes you scary. Like, honestly, I wanted to do you guys proud. So I love that feeling. So, that's what you do well. So I was like, man, when I was listening, I was like, I'm stepping into their world. I want to make them proud. And that's the thing I love about anything that I do, that I'm not the weak link. You mm-hmm. know, that you are who you associate with. So if you're doing good, I want to, you know, yeah, Kevin was cool. Hell yeah. You know, and that's the thing I love about the work that I want to do. I want to jump into that job that scares me like, damn. You know, if you just jump right in like I got this, nah. But if it scares you to the point where you got to almost, ugh throw up you know that's when you know it's something that's going to make you pull something out of yourself and that's the thing that i love the most that thing that challenges you you know and gets you out of your comfort zone and and humbles you yeah you know that's me as much as i'm an artist i'm so humble i don't walk around like i'm this people wouldn't know unless i said and that's people like you have to tell people what you do i'm like i know i have to get out of my own way with that because i hate Oh, hate is such a strong word. I dislike the thing that we talked about. Mm. The people that are just saying I'm an actor. Well, I was going to say something about that. I was just waiting for you to finish your thought because to add to that, you know, everybody, it's L.A., right? And everybody's, it's, I feel like, especially more so now, I mean, I've been in L.A. just as long as you have pretty much. And um, I feel like more so now than when I first moved out here, everybody's an actor, right? Like you meet somebody somewhere at a bar, at a coffee shop, whatever, you know, like, it comes up. What do you do? Oh, oh, I'm an actor. It's so cliche. But then it's like, okay, you're a walking cliche. We're in the middle of Hollywood on Sunset Boulevard, you know, at a, at a, at a fucking coffee bean or whatever the fuck. And, um, and it's like, oh yeah, well, what have you done? Oh, I was an extra on CSI or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's right, like, right. did you have a speaking role? No, I was just an extra. Okay, yeah, all right. And that's you're the kind of actor, actors, yeah. quote unquote, actors that are in Hollywood. Like everybody's walking around and they say it so proudly too. Like, I'm an actor. I'm an a- I'm, I'm an actress. Oh, really? What have you done? Yeah. Um, I was the the dead hooker in you know on that Forensic Files. <laughs> you know they, what I mean? They did enough to get a SAG card. Which is funny story. I went out on a date with a girl that works at SAG. Oh shit! Okay. And she was laughing like, "Yeah, our Indian's hilarious. We have so many you know actors that are members of SAG that we're just collecting dues from. We don't provide anything for them. There's a lot of people that will pay those dues just so they can say that they're and SAG. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and it gets very expensive. And if they have it the is. money, oh yeah. Well, I'm like everybody's profile, especially with with social media now, right? Like you know, of course, you know, ten, fifteen years ago. Um, you know, LA was a little bit different in that regard, but like now with like technology being so different now and social media being the way it is, I, I feel like every profile that I come across, like on Instagram more specifically, male or female doesn't matter. It always has to put, oh, SAG, 
SAG actor or, or you know, actor dash SAG. You know what I mean? Because they, ha- they have to specify that I'm an actor, but I'm, it's like almost like it's giving them legitimacy, you know? I have to say that I'm SAG because then I'm not, you know, I'm not a legitimate actor unless I say that on my profile. And they got the game so twisted because those are the people that aren't going to do anything with it. No. Like, you know, I, I don't walk around or even say it unless people know it. You know what I mean? Because my thing is, and even with my acting coaches, they say, don't tell me, show me. So I don't yeah. walk around saying I'm an actor. I'm going to show you I'm an actor. Yeah. You're yeah. going to look at my work and say, oh, shit, what? And that's it. And then I'll be humble about it because that's how much it means to me. I don't do it, again, for that. I don't yeah. do it for, for the, the attention or, or, or for that, you know, the name drop sake of it. Because that expires. That dissipates. Yeah. Like, I want something where, you know, the people, like I said, that I rock with or the people that inspire me, they move in such a humble, low-key way those are the ones I follow and admire because they the shit and they don't say it. They yeah. leave that for everybody else. To, and that's what you should do. Like Jordan, if you and we grew up in Chicago with Jordan, Jordan never said he's the shit. You know, but these social media babies, they'll make a free throw and they start yelling and hitting their chest like, yeah, you just hit a free throw. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's it. I don't want to just, you know, if I do work, I'll let everybody else say, man, that was funny, Kevin. Because it means a lot. If I'm at home and I write something and I share it and people laugh, that's the payoff. But I don't go around saying, hey, you know I'm a comedian, right? Yeah, that's, that's corny. Yeah, oh, it yeah. Is, it's very you know? corny. Yeah, but this is L.A. and you have to sift through that. So the, Yeah, uh, that's why whenever people, because, you know, I also hate that question, too. When you just meet someone, right? What do doesn't you doesn't matter where. And they ask, especially in L.A. I feel like this is more so an L.A. thing than it is anywhere else. You know what I mean? You're in L.A., that question comes up, but they're all, so what do you do? It's like people are like like immediately ready to judge you based on what you're gonna say. So whenever that happens with me, I'm like, yeah. So you know, um, you know the the, the pencils, you know that you, yeah, you know the you know the, little, the eraser part on it, yeah. So I make those for a living. <laughs> they're not you on them. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, and they're and like, no, it. really. What do you do? I'm like, you know, dolphins. I uh, I wax them yep. at the zoo. <laughs> so it's like, because yeah. it's like, and then people wonder, like, why aren't you answering me, taking me seriously? It's like because it's none of your business. Like you're you're asking me within the first two minutes of meeting me, what do I do? Because you're ready to fucking judge me for whatever it is that I actually really do. Yeah. Well, and that's what's fucked up. In other parts of the country, that's polite conversation. Like you're just like trying to get to know somebody. Of course. So what do you do? Here, it's just about what can you do for me? Exactly. And I have a buddy who you know does high end production. When people ask him at the bar, what do you do? He's like, I'm not telling you. He just flat out says it. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you. I know that's right. But I tell them the shit I do. I drive Uber and Lyft. Fuck you. You know. I what like I mean? to fuck with people though. I'm yeah. like, yeah. That part too, I'll do it because yeah. I'm a janitor. At, you know, questions. Hollywood High School. I'm the janitor there. <laughs> I used to say that. They'd be like, "So what do you do? Why did you move out here? I'm in the industry. Oh yeah, what part?" And I'm be like, <laughs> the ticket holder. You know, it's just stupid. <laughs> I tickets, but oh yeah, know. I work at the movie theater. I sell popcorn. Matt, I'm in the projectionist union. And yeah. Matt, that's so real. In every other city you can go to, and that'd be a great conversation. It's so what true do you though. Do, you know, and and people will be genuinely engaged. But this is the only place that people feel like this is the facade that I need to keep up. Yeah. Like once I was able to peel back layers and find and, and gravitate and hang out with genuine people, those people are so lost and I feel so bad for them. Well, you know, like feeling this is how you need to act, think, and talk. 
Especially, and so going back to the whole LA thing too, like certain people kind of like over embellish, over exaggerate what it is that they really do. Like, oh, oh yeah, I work for fucking Netflix, but really you're just a secretary. Or I'm, um, I work for, I work for, uh, you know, Conan O'Brien's show or whatever. It's, it's my show, but then oh, okay, you're just a PA. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and even every- if I did, I don't want that kind of friendship. Like, if that's yeah. why you're my friend, that's fucked up. Then I'm, I'm lost at the door. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, but because, you know, people with character and integrity, you know, that doesn't move them, you know, and that's how it is with me. So I live a more lonelier, recluse life because I don't want to be around the bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's like, I just want to be around normal people. That's why I love when I go home because they don't give a fuck about what I'm doing. Fuck yeah. No, yeah. they don't. I go home and I'll be like, yeah, man, I just did this, you know, my sister. And I, I talk to my sister and I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I just fucking did this sizzle reel with Dave and, you know, so-and-so and so. She's like, I don't give a fuck, but how are you doing? How are right. you doing? Right. You know, and I love it. And it would just bring me back down to earth. I don't give a fuck about your little friends out there doing movies, <laughs> meeting everybody. How are you doing? And I love it because that grounds me. Mm-hmm. You know, so even when I'm up here, they bring me right back down. So that's nice. You had your little commercials, but could you go turn that meat on the grill? You know, it's, yes, mom. So, you know, she don't care. Take that garbage out. Yes, ma'am. Grab you me know? a beer. Yep. She'll stank an ass over there and give me a hot dog. And it's, it's lovely because it's such a great thing to have because out here grinding, you get so drained from the, 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 the shenanigans, you know. It's you true. Do. You kind of get swallowed by everything yeah. sometimes. You just, you just, y'all just went and put on bells and whistles and performed and, and then drove back. Mm. You know, so I know the body and the mind is just torn and in every aspect, you know, like, like when I'm on stage, you know, I got a yeah. perk right up. I can't get up there. So like, how's it going? Guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> like, motherfucker, I ain't pay for this. You know, so, and that's what it is. You have to really turn up. And so you need that opposite to balance you because that's why I don't talk about it because it's just, it's an extension of who I am. It's not everything that I am. So I'm not going to walk around like (laughs) pulling rabbits out of my coat and blowing horns and stuff. It's just crazy because that'll be draining to have to be just turned on 24-7. Well, and that's how you end up with people like Chris Farley. You know, from what I heard, part of what drove like Farley to drugs and everything was the fact that he felt the need to be on 24-7. That's the pressure, and that's so true. Mm. I experience it. You know, people be like, in a minute. So it's a never-ending thing. So what do you do? I'm a comic. Okay, tell me, tell me something funny. That shit. Yeah. Oh, that. yeah, and yeah, And I'm fucking yeah, driving yeah. Uber. I don't want to fucking start performing for you right now. Right <laughs> now, I'm taking you home. <laughs> you want to see me, come see my fucking show. But that thing, like, you know, it's crazy. It's like there's a time and a place for everything like that. You know, nobody ever told Jordan, like, slam Dr. Ball right now in the middle of Times Square. It's like, you know, you come to see me yeah. in my arena to do my thing. You know, it's like, it's crazy. But again, a lot of my heroes, you know, that I admire, Farley, Belushi, you know, um, uh, that passed away, uh, Dark Knight. Oh, Keith, he, Led- Keith Ledger? Keith Ledger. I was just talking to my buddy today, true story. He could not gather himself after going into a, such a dark place playing that role yeah that's that's but I, I love him so much because he committed to the craft mm-hmm. it hurts my heart that his life was lost because of it but that's the kind of people that inspire me yeah i don't care about any of that red carpet shit 
Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. like you saw the role when he did it, and it that's makes my sense. favorite out of all the entire Nolan's. You movies, know, yeah. it, no, he killed Jack. He buried Jack Nicholson, and Jack and, Nicholson oh yeah, is one oh of yeah. my favorites. You know, Jack is the shining. You know, like he's you know one flew over cuckoo's nest, but he couldn't fuck with he. Yeah, he. You know, he he's he pleasantly surprised me with that. And he didn't, I was like, holy he shit! He didn't bite or anything. He took it, but they said he was trying to come out of that. So that's why I love it because if you do it right. You'll get performances like yeah. that, you know, and you see films or you'll see something in a film and one of my, I love, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be an Academy Award. When, remember the Titans and every certain scenes in that movie that give you goosebumps because it's real life situations, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just, it, that's why I'm an artist in every way because of that. So when the two characters are yelling about, you know, I don't know if you ever seen the movie, but they're fighting because of the racial racial tension. Mm-hmm. But he's telling the man, you know, if you really want to know the truth, you know, you let this guy blow right past you. That kind of thing. You love that because that's real life. I love that because when we go out of movies and stuff, you'd be like, yo, that was great. That's what yeah. I love. That's what you want somebody to feel, either to evoke emotion, whether you hate me, love me, mm-hmm. or it makes you want to change. That's what arts are about. Damn right. Damn right. You know the movie's really good when you leave the theater and you're talking about it for like an hour straight still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and or if I'm going to spend my hard-earned money on going to the Arclight for $20, plus you know, whatever the cost of my goddamn refreshments are, I want to be talking about it hours, yeah. days, weeks later. Good or bad, preferably good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, a tears coming down because you've invested yourself emotionally to it because mm-hmm. you bought into it and the performance is that great that you're like, whoa. You know, so yeah. But later for the, uh, I have my SAG card. <laughs> I have my SAG card. You have to make sure card, to put it know. in your bio yeah, online. Yeah, you know, you know that crap. SAG. Ugh. Actor dash SAG. Because yeah, it means nothing. Show and yeah. prove. That's my thing. Show and prove. Not a single A-lister, I would bet money, have SAG actor well, in their no. profile. And that's, the, and that's exactly the point. Everybody, I think, I feel like everybody that I've seen that does that, they're, they're trying to prove something. They play. Like, it, it, you know, some people just put actor, you know, actor, actress, whatever. But once they put that SAG part, I'm like, why is that necessary? It's not necessary. Like, it doesn't make you any more legitimate than anybody else that says that claims that they're a fucking actor. Yeah, I just got the Instagram. You see, like, I don't know if you see my handle, but I just got it. And I have somebody running it for me because I'm not into the, inst- the social media. Thing There's so like many people that. that are like that. They're like, and they're yeah. like, dude, man, you have to promote yourself. And I'm just like. You know, I'm old school with it. Like, the original way that a lot of the people that we like got discovered mm-hmm. is through word of mouth. And you know, that's a, you've actually just brought up a very good point. If you think about it, like like I was saying earlier, you know, technology is so different now. And we have social media is such a powerful thing. And and you just hit it right there. Like, look at all the greats from year, decades ago. Like, how the fuck did they put themselves out there? Yeah. There was no social media. There was no internet. There was no, you know. <laughs> there was no they had a publicist behind them. Yeah. True. They but- had a publicist, but I love that because the publicist isn't going to fuck with you unless you got talent. True. You know, with this social media, all you got to do is. Yeah, social media, any any Tom, Dick, or Harry can fucking get on there and be like, let's see how many, you know, just follow, like, yeah. follow a shit ton of people to get follows and whatever else. And then, you know, like, oh, if I just keep spamming people, because that's another thing, too. All people will spam the fuck out of everybody on social media. But, you know, if used the right way, it's amazing. Yeah. But, you know, 75 percent of the people don't use it the right way. Yeah. You know, they're they're tramping it, you know, and 
pretending and they're not who they say they are and you're still living with your mom in her basement and <laughs> trying it's like quit playing <laughs> yeah, you know, let me see your real life you know and that's it you know so that's the thing that turns me off from it because i don't want to come off as being you know braggadocious or anything yeah. like hey guys i'm eating a slice of pizza hashtag cheese in my life you know it's just stupid <laughs> that's funny you know, twitter just, you know twitter had a had talking about like like spamming and stuff. I remember Twitter for a while, um, they would like temporarily suspend people if they if they were like constantly spamming people, you know, with shit. Like, oh, give me votes, give, vote for me on this thing, da da da, and they would just keep posting it, the same shit to different people, like sending it out to different people, and then Twitter would would see that, and then, okay, you're suspended because yeah, hey, you know, yeah. it's it's crazy. That's all I can say. Oh, because, technology. You know, it's kind of like have changed. timing. People have been giving people rides for eons. My mom's era, it was called a jitney before it was Uber and, and Lyft. It's timing with everything. It's crazy how something can just explode, yeah. you know, and, and just saturate and take over something, especially if it's not used properly. But that's how I look at like Uber and Lyft with Instagram and Facebook because it's a great tool. Like, you know, Facebook Live and Instagram Live, if I'm doing a show and somebody can interact with me, that's great. But I don't want to see you in a grocery store talking about, should I get uh, a candy yam or should I get a potato? Y'all, yes or no? Like, stupid to me, <laughs> you know? I wholly agree with that. Yeah, you know, yeah. that part turns me off. But I love it because it gets... <laughs> The material, the material I, I was fucking gonna say, get from material. this shit. I'll be like, thank you, Jesus. The shit that I see on there. like That's true, though. Oh, my God. goodness. Like, I can't make... If I'm looking for inspiration, that's where I need to go. You know, and I, I'll get everything I need. Because there's somebody that's on there that's going to make an ass of themselves for 10 minutes. For 10 seconds. Oh, speaking of making asses of themselves, did you hear about the couple where the girl shot her baby dad, soon-to-be baby dad, she was pregnant, shot her soon-to-be baby dad dead because he held a book to his chest and they felt that would stop the bullet and they periscoped her live Instagram live that shit and she killed him and she killed him dead they were trying and the purpose of the reason why they were doing it is because they wanted to get followers they wanted to get a they wanted to create a viral YouTube video they thought this would make them famous because you know that's the thing now everyone's obsessed just a fact you know just looking at my Facebook feed everyone is obsessed with like oh this stupid fucking cat video you know this video of this cat chasing a laser or whatever the fuck stupid shit like that this video has like a billion fucking views um, you know this video has gone viral because who like wh- whatever they fucking did it just went viral so these fucking stupid fuckwads decided <laughs> let's fucking you know <laughs> Let's make this video go viral of me, you know, like, I want you to shoot me in the chest holding a fucking book and, uh, you know, it'll stop the bullet or whatever. And she kept saying, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And supposedly, I can't confirm this. I don't know if you remember reading the article or not, but did they, didn't they claim that he had tested it out first, but it was on a different book or something? I'll look, but I, I didn't hear that. Okay, the one that I remember reading, the, the thing that I read said that... He kept trying to convince his girl to do it and then tested it out, but on a completely different book, not, you know, not, not the same kind of book. And um, supposedly it worked. So then he took another book and said, it'll stop the bullet, I promise you. And it fucking didn't. And she, she claimed she, she didn't want to do it, but you know, he was like, come on, do it. And she was fucking pregnant. And now the father of her child is dead. Instant gratification. People keep looking for that. And there's no such thing because... 
we see it every day. Yeah. You see it every day on there. And, and people that are obsessed with, and I, there's a part of me that gets it. Because as humans, we love adoration. Mm-hmm. You know, man, Matt, you did a great job. Have a man, Kev, I appreciate it. Thank you, Annie. That was amazing. Yeah. Kevin, we love that because it's innately in us, like even as a kid, you know, when I got good grades and she would say, job well done, it made me feel great. Of course. Yeah, but yeah, these yeah. people are taking it to a to level a that- A whole next level. You know, the girl It's that, like they're taking it to how many views, how many likes can I get? You know, on Instagram, real how many likes can I get? On Facebook, how many views, how many likes, how many shares can I get? It, it's all a numbers game all of a sudden now. Like, ooh, right. you know, because remember there was a period, I mean, I don't think this has been a thing for a while, but there was a period where on Facebook specifically- um, oh, you know, I have cancer, but if you, if you, if, you know, for, if I get over a thousand likes on this, you know, um, God loves me, you know, like stupid shit like that. Um, or if I get, if I get, my mom says that if I get 10,000 likes on this video, you know, she'll get me a new iPhone or stupid shit like yeah. that just to get people to like. And then now it's like, okay, viral videos and all this other, that's like the yeah. new thing. Did you find the article? I did. So he did show her previous book that the bullet. Allegedly. That stopped a bullet. I didn't realize they used a goddamn Desert Eagle. They yeah. They used a 50 yeah. cal. Yeah, they used a Desert Eagle. They're fucking stupid. There's no book that was going to stop that Desert no. Eagle. I know that firsthand. You know, I shoot and... I've shot a Desert Eagle before. That thing's fucking... Yeah, it's no joke. Yeah. But way back in the day, I may have, you know, accidentally discharged one in a range. Oh my God. And it dented the, shell, the steel shelf. My buddy handed me one that was still loaded, and I, as I grabbed it, I di- accidentally discharged it. The hammer was already cocked back. Oh, my God. It was downrange, but it totally hit the shelf as it went downrange. Mm-hmm. It dented the steel shelf. What makes you think a point-blank range, a book is going to stop that? Watching cartoons. <laughs> Motherfucker thought Bugs Bunny. I want to know. happened when they, Bugs Bunny did it. Shit. Seriously. Okay, yeah. how, the, how the fuck were they able to even, like, you get know anyways? What? And it goes back to what you said, the likes. People are not thinking about the repercussions. They're only thinking, no. if we do I want to be famous. We're going to blow up. I want to be famous. Up. It's like robbing a bank. They're thinking about the money. They're not thinking about getting shot by the, or tasered yep. by the door, the guy at the door leaving out and getting 25 to life. That's what my boy used to tell me. If you can't. Do the 25 years, don't rob the bank. Because if you're just thinking of the money, the reaper cut, the flip side is the 25 years. That's why you see these pussies in, in the court crying when the shit really hits the fan. Yeah. Uh, 25 years, mama. No, <laughs> you wasn't calling mama when your ass was in there with that little old granddaddy 22 uh, rifle trying to rob the bank, but that's it. So right. when they're getting these videos and running down the aisle in Walmart, sliding with no clothes on and, and the shower and the uh, freaking dishwashing liquid and stuff, not, they just want somebody to like them. And it's stupid. And they it's, just want someone to pay attention to And them. it's like, the, the, in the case of this couple, it's like, oh, you wanted to be famous. Well, guess what? Now you're famous for killing your fucking man yep. in front of fucking, in a, on a video. Can we start a GoFundMe to pay for her abortion? It's <laughs> <laughs> dead serious. Those genetics don't need to be passed on. Hell no. Seriously? That's Seriously. A lot of people already made that joke, too. They were like... Oh, God damn. Now I'm going to be... I mean, no, 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 no. That joke specifically, that's the first time I've heard it, and that's brilliant. But I'm saying the part about um, how they shouldn't breed is the joke that was mm-hmm. going on. Like, fucking... I think Andy Sandemus was the one. That's how I found out about the article. She had posted it on Facebook, and then she posted in the comments. She's like, these people should not be having children. Nope, <laughs> like, there, the there should fuck? be laws that... 
the idiots that men and women should get permanent chastity belts on them with locks on them and just, no, you're not reproducing. Sorry. Just one of you is good enough. And she's going to go to jail, too, isn't she? For she's like, facing 10 years. Yeah. So, but th- I mean, there's a problem. She'll, she could still get out and have another kid. Yeah. And she probably will. Let's get a GoFundMe page for that, the odds of her having another one. And then repeating what happened 20 years from now. Ugh. Everyone was saying, oh, it was premeditated and all this shit. I'm like, no, they're just stupid. Yeah. Because that was one of the theories. I'm like, no, after I read everything about it, I was like, no, it's not premeditated. They're fucking stupid. So <laughs> what would make for a good like drama plot line? Like, plot mo- twist? Well, no, movie-wise, like she gets out of prison. Kids, you know, been in foster care, whatever. And then the kid decides to take revenge on her for killing her father and ruining her life. Oh, my God. That'd be dope. <laughs> and once again, write just, the script. Uh, Come the on, write the two. script. Let's direct it. Once again, I throw out good ideas on the podcast, free of charge for other people to steal. I do this shit all the time. Like, oh, that'd be a good idea. I'll play the mom that goes to jail. And then you wind up saying your shit. You'd be like, I said that. Uh, yeah, I really gotta. That's one Midwest mentality I haven't broke myself of is freely sharing ideas at times. Because people steal that shit, and you're 100. percent Well, he was just saying that too, like with the jokes thing. Like you know, he's trying to hold back, which is smart, on certain jokes because you know, forbid like another, uh, you know, someone that's a bigger name, he takes that joke and then steals it, and then it's like fuck. And those are the lazy ones. Those are the ones that don't want to work. They love the fame aspect of it, but they don't want to work. And Mm -hmm. and that's what I learned, like from rocking with Darnell. And I would go see it, and I would see these people, and you have to sit there, and I. If you pay your money and you sit there and you hear him say the same joke verbatim, the same shtick, you, that's a disservice. That really is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, now, granted, if he's doing it in a different city and you went to see him, that's different. But if you're in the same city a year later still saying the same raggedy ass material, like, ugh. But, you know, that's just, that's, and I get it and I understand because thievery and theft is all over the place. You know, I mean, you see something you may and, it, and it, sometimes it be, inadvertently it may not even be you stealing it just may you be inspired by what yeah, yeah. Matt said and you may go I don't want to do it exactly how Matt said it I'm going to go this way or whatever but you started yeah. the wheels churning like oh this that. sounds awfully familiar but yeah. different <laughs> get your own ideas well that's how we end up with movies like Deep Impact and Armageddon happening at the same time. <laughs> and that's not by happenstance. And now they're rushing or to get them out real quick. And that other fucking... I'm just kidding. Anyways. Rough night. <laughs> right. Same shit. So fucked up. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, we have to beat people to the punch. You know, and it's crazy. I've learned to just sit on shit. You know, and it's crazy because yeah. like I would have just said, you'd be like, Keep hey, your Kevin, mouth so shut. how you doing? That's sure. what I got going on. Oh, my goodness. I got to do so and so. You'd be like, oh, shit, Okay. But, yeah, it's like self-control. I really have to scale back on that because, you know, you get up there, and I've seen it. I've seen, like, some stuff that I've said, and I see people get up there, and they say it. And it's nothing that you can do because this guy's been out five or six or seven years longer than you. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? You know, you can't copyright your jokes. The only way you can do that is if they see you perform it first, and that's your copyright. Oh, I was going to ask that next because I know you can copyright certain you can, phrases like, and, stuff and, and phrases and, but, you and stuff know, like, like that. I'll but... be so fucking broke. Everything I say, like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Matt, let me borrow $2 so I can catch phrases, hashtag cheese. You know, it's just, it's expensive, you know. So the same thing with Amy Schumer. They tried to say that she was stealing jokes or whatever. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't think she did. You know, she didn't get to where she is by, you know, stealing jokes because 
you would pull up footage and see it. And that's the thing I love about social media or YouTube. Or technology now. Technology now. Like, wait a minute, let me pull up this video from like 2008. (laughs) Well, and with the Schumer thing, she wasn't writing all her own material. So some of her writers may have borrowed or something like that. And she may have been influenced from somewhere. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's the problem with having a writing staff. Mm Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily know where all your materials come from. Oh, you from. don't say, like what happened with uh, Melania and her speech. Yeah, okay, anyways. <laughs> Not to take it that way, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, let's take it that way. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was fucking plagiarism at its finest. Because have you seen the video where they put Melania side side, next to yes. side by side and they play it? And I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. Goodness. Yes, look, that's the same thing I said. I was like, Crazy. what the fuck? But that's that's the thing I love about social media and that now because you get called on your shit. But the funny part is, do they not think that they wouldn't be called out on that shit? Or do they think that like the writers think no one will notice? You know what I mean? Uh, yes, bitch. Here's a video from like how many years ago? You know what I'm they saying? Probably like, didn't. It's just ignorance. Nobody yeah. is doing like the work again. I keeps tying back into that. You know, we grew up in an era where journalists fact checked. You know, we we were in school before. You remember your I went to school say, for journalism. Sources. I I, I went know? to school for journalism, and I'm constantly fact checking even yes. to this day. I don't want to look stupid. I remember teachers telling me in high school, you cannot research on the internet because it's only opinion. Nothing you get off the internet is fact. Shows my age that we will not accept the internet as sources. You need to go to a dictionary. You need to go to real a, talk. An actual. Well, you book. can't really rely on the internet anyways because you know a lot of people like to get their facts from Wikipedia. I'm like Wikipedia is not always fucking. It's 100%. not true. And before that was out, you got to dig was, deeper. You got to dig deeper. I was deeper. in college. There was no Wikipedia. There was no yeah exactly internet. And even the internet that it was, it was Netscape. Are you yep. kidding me? Yep. I, you know? I was using AOL, man. Dial up. Thirty minutes. Yep. 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 But I'm right there with you. But I was, I remember when like the idea of Googling something and calling it a fact to win a bar bet mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. exist. Didn't. You know, and I had to go to the library and the Dewey Decimal System and all of that and had to look through and find and, you know, and cite and all of that. And they don't do that now because it's about who can break the story first, even if it's not real, you know, and, and that's the sad part. You know, so again, just the integrity of work is not put out there. Well, that's the sad part too with like like Facebook more specifically is that people are always they don't they don't think to like to fact check right. Even though you know the, you can still use the internet for certain things, right? People will post articles, and I'm like, you know, this is a fake article, right? Like, you know, like you look like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got into it with a lot of my friends on Facebook. Anytime someone would post a meme that was supposed to be fact, but cite your sources. Uh, 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 no, cite your goddamn sources. I want to know where you got this information. My memes mother, are not fucking facts. Yeah, Everyone sad. thinks a meme is a fact. Yes, it's and it's not. Just because I can put five words in a bubble with a picture does not make it a fact. <laughs> Although it is really funny if we go back to the whole Melania thing. Um, she became the funniest meme after that because people started making pictures with Melania and then quoting like Lincoln and quoting like all these famous quotes Ooh, and saying oh fear, Melania because of what happened yeah yeah because <laughs> of what happened and they're like hey look <laughs> and that's that's so crazy because that's the the tipping point of how things have gotten like on that level it's it's disastrous like to know that you're saying something up there and then to go back and know she said what and said, I know that Trump was probably furious I would have just loved to be in the room when he knew 
that she sat up there and said that. How did he not? Well, no, no. He was only upset that she got caught. Because he didn't even fire the writer. He's like, we're not going to fire the writer, you know. That's a good voice. I love it. <laughs> I, speaking of which, he just claimed Obamacare has existed for 17 years. Oh, his math is off. He is such an idiot, dude. He is, I saw that. I was like, this guy is retarded. <laughs> no, it's not. I don't feel that he's retarded. I feel like it's just willful deception. He's so just, you don't think he's stupid. You th- I mean, he is stupid, but you think that like... Shit like this is willful deception. And that he's just exaggerating to make his point even bigger. So he also, and he also must think that people are stupid and are going to believe him, right? Well, well they have been. Well, no, I know that already, but I'm saying I'm going with the point that you're making mm-hmm. and the fact that, yeah. I think, you know, he's, he's, an, he's an idiot. I can say that. He's an idiot to the point where he didn't know. I, I just honestly believe the arrogance behind it. You know, Because there I mean? was another instance where he like said something and it was like, not correct, and people were like, "What the fuck?" I think oh, there's been so many years. A lot of the media sources are just Frederick putting- Douglass. He thought Frederick Douglass was still a fucking liar. <laughs> yeah, he did. You know, see, I mean, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to say shit else about that. You know, that shit alone, like, really? You know, but and he continues, and he gets the passes for being incompetent. You know, and that's it. So. Sadly, a reflection of modern America. The the change, the shift. So that's why it's important to get an education so you can survive. Yeah. You know, because there are the scary part is it's a group of motherfuckers that just are waiting to be spoon fed. I don't want to be in that group. That yeah. scary group, you know. I know. Have me fucking saying the same speech. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to Oscar and shit, it'd be like, my word is my bond. <laughs> And I keep it. Somebody said that. Oh, shit. Good night. Thank you. (laughs) But what's crazy to me is we do have a whole generation of people that are adults now that have never known what it's like to not research something on the internet. That's true. Say that again. We have a whole generation that are currently adults that have never known what it's like not to research something on the internet. That's scary in itself. It is. And what's scary, even scarier is what, if we make it to being old and enfeebled, these are the people that will be taking care of us. Uh. <laughs> mm, dying that's, young. That's when I'm going to grab that book and be like, Annie, shoot me in the chest with that knife. <laughs> <laughs> Hit me. Mm. I ain't going to be are around here. Are you sure? Yes. I don't know if this is a good idea. Yeah, it's better than the shit that's going on here. Hit me. <laughs> it's scary. Sometimes you just have to jump off that cliff like later for this shit. Oh, my God. They ain't going oh. to be pushing me in the fucking middle of the street in my wheelchair like, hey, old man, we've never read before. I don't know what this means, but we're going to push you. Fuck that. I don't mm. want to live in a world like that. That's crazy. That world already exists. Help. Um, I saw an article. There's a bunch of teenagers that are being tried for live streaming um, a disabled man drowning. And now they're going to be charged. Yeah, they're being charged. They live streamed a disabled man drowning, and they're mocking him as he was drowning. That's fucked up, man. It is. That's why I joked on stage about that. Like, that's my biggest fear, to get my ass beat on social media, and nobody helps me. It's like you sit there for 20 minutes and record me getting my ass beat, saying world star, but you don't jump in and intervene. Like, what happened to that? Like, hey, are you all right? Nah, it's just, you can forget about it. That's why. That's fucked up. Yeah. And then 
the person who filmed it would be bragging that they filmed it. That's their five minutes of fame. Mm-hmm. Same thing in Chicago when they kidnapped that guy and 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 I don't know if you ever remember yeah, the story. They fucking kidnapped this guy and they scalped him. They cut with a fucking knife some of his hair out of his scalp. I said, throw all them motherfuckers up under the jail. Like that shit is crazy because again, the likes. They weren't thinking that they were self-incriminating. And yeah, and then there's people that are like, I feel like everybody. Instead of helping, they're like, well, if I film this, this will like go viral. This will be whatever. Like, you know, you hear people fucking filming someone getting raped, you know, not to make it go dar- on a darker path here, but you know, oh. we're talking about people drowning and people getting scalped. I'm like, yeah, let's just throw rape in there too, you know? Yeah. Oh, she filmed her Stay friend getting raped. Around. Oof, fuck, dude. <laughs> it's not dark as reality, but yeah. it's crazy. Like, you would rather post that and get credit for posting it versus realizing that you had. An opportunity to intervene. But not only that, what's, what, what bothers me the most about this is the fact that those people that are filming, what is going through their heads that makes them think that what they're doing is okay? Like, Nothing. what makes them think, what makes them think that, like, <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna get in trouble for this. I'm not gonna go to jail for this. Like, oh, ha, this is funny. Let me just fucking film this shit. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you to, like, that you can't think straight to understand that this is wrong? Well, on top of that, what's wrong with you, though? Hey, a man's drowning. Yeah, it's more important to, for us to get our laughs than try to save him. That's my point. Yeah, like, it's just, it's... Uh, I mean, damn the consequences to the people filming him. That's another life that is being snuffed out by you doing nothing. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's my point. It's like, what goes through their heads that they think that it's okay? Like, oh... I think, you know, <laughs> people need to apply for social media. It just, like, sh- it just shows how... to see if you're... It, capable to have social media it just just shows that like there's some people in this world that are just like fucking fucked up man it it really is like you you i like it on one hand because it shows you how fucked up people are but then there needs to be restrictions like yeah it makes you it makes you look at it like people like this exist like oh my god (laughs) you know what i mean like it blows my mind like sometimes it's a guilty pleasure like i'll go in there and I'm like, I can't watch it because I already know, like, World Star, if you're going to see some crazy shit because it's just too much because of my mind and I, how I know how I think, but to see how other people think. But it's necessary so that I'm not moving around with my eyes wide shut to see actually what's going on out there. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the shit is too much. It's like, you know, I think you should have to, like, a job, apply for Instagram and Facebook and, and see if you have an IQ test. And if they can't think straight, you know, because the shit that they post. The girl driving and killed her sister. She's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, that's a new one that just happened, right? I didn't actually get to fully read. she's re- pulling on her sister's arm like, you know, I know, it's fucked up, y'all. I didn't kill my sister. And you look at her sister, her head is split half. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah she, they're on her way to uh, her quinceanera. 14 years old, killed her sister. Yeah. She's talk- After the accident, she's not devastated that she killed her sister. She's like, oh, shit, y'all. You know, I didn't kill my sister. And then she's talking to her sister. Her sister's dead. But she's talking to her, pulling on her arm and showing pictures of her. I'm just like... Shouldn't she be calling 911? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Why did, what made you think, like, let me just get on my phone and stream this real quick? And what's fucked up is I have some friends that have definitely been like, Facebook should censor that shit. No one needs to see that. I'm like, No. That shit needs to be come stay uncensored because you're providing evidence for law enforcement to exactly. do their jobs. Like there, the guy who in uh, Minnesota who unfortunately shot that old man and live streamed it. Yeah. 
They wouldn't have been able to solve that as quickly. Yeah, they caught him. Wasn't he going to McDonald's or some shit? Yeah, he was going through a drive-thru. Getting some nuggets. And they they kept stalling on getting his food. He's like, where the fuck is my nuggets? Made like one second, sir. That was smart, and he didn't though. even and he that. didn't and he didn't even figure it out Mm-mm. that like uh... that you're famous. Yeah, <laughs> his dumbass. I'm glad they got him though. He had to blast himself. Yeah, I... that guy. It's it's tragic what he did. Though what's really messed up is that old man was a pedophile. His girlfriend that was talking on camera was something like thirty something years his age, younger than him. And they'd been together since she was a teenager. Wait, the guy who killed the old man or the old man? The old man. That he asked, say this girl's name? No, his girl, when she was on camera, she was like in her 30s and they'd been together since she was a teenager. We had figured it out that like, oh, she was like a teenager when they were together. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Yeah. No, no, the news media like made that point. I just went, math. Wait a yeah, minute. we talked about it on the show. We actually, we actually talked about it on the show. Yeah. We were like, oh, wait a minute, that means that if she's this age and they've been together since this time, then that means that she was a teenager when they were together. And he was in his 30s. And he was like twi- more than twice her age. Yeah. So. But he didn't deserve to die. He stayed with her. They had kids. I, mean, I don't know. It's really fucked up. Yeah. The whole situation's really fucked up. You just shed more light. <laughs> Chickens came home to roost on his ass. That's what that shit was. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> That's what that was. That's repercussions. Mm-mm-mm. Well, no, that, that shit. That means he fucked her up, like, coming and going. He fucked her up as a kid, had kids with her, and then he fucked her up by dying on her. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, assume the relationship, but, you know, no, like, no. sometimes, sometimes... Sometimes when you, when, cause people are like, oh, well, why did she like it? Let's say for, for example, that he was a pedophile and he like, you know, manipulated or whatever. Pe- people might want to argue that like, oh, well, why did she stay with him for all these years if he did that to her? But you know, like in real, real in situations that I've read about people that this, that this kind of thing has happened to. Oh, uh, Kelly. Um, <laughs> they'll fucking, uh, <laughs> they'll no, like they, it's like a mind fuck. And then they feel like they're like trapped or whatever. And you know, I'm not saying that's what happened with her, but anything's possible. That's yeah. What that's what I said. Looking at yeah. this R. Kelly shit, he got girls staying with him and, and that fucking coach shit. Oh shit! <laughs> fucking Pied Piper. It makes sense now. He's playing them fucking tunes and keeping the mice in check. Did you see that the Pied Piper where they list our Kelly? <laughs> no, I didn't see. You that. didn't see that? Oh my god! Um, Wolf Hudson, who was a good friend of ours, who was on the show recently, he sent me a text message um, like two days ago or something, um, <laughs> and it was a screenshot of actually a Wikipedia page, which is kind of funny. Look at this. It says Pied Piper. And then it says, also known as the Pan Piper R. Kelly. <laughs> See? That's why it's, f- I thought you knew that. That's why I was like, that's mm-hmm. funny because I got this thing and it, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah, what it the is. The Pied and, Piper. You know, he, it's that same shit. You know, he's, I don't give a fuck what nobody tell me. Like, you know, he makes great music, but he's a fucking pedophile. You know, and it started with Aaliyah. You know, yeah. And he was, May she and, rest in peace. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I don't, you have to you can fact check that shit. I ain't saying shit that people mm-hmm. don't know. You she know? put out a song called "Ancient Number Nothing But a Number" written yes. by him. Yes. See, oh, that's right. Yes. I forgot about that. And doctored her birth certificate to get secretly married. She was fifteen. When I remember they got that. Married. I think I remember that. You actually. know, just so 
is it far fetched to believe now? You know, you get people that are mm-hmm. not teenagers, but he's found a way to work his niche. I can't get teenagers no more, so a nigga don't want to go to jail. <laughs> so, you know, I'm going to wait till you, you legal, right? All right, okay, now I'm going to get you, you 18. But that's it. You know, mm-hmm. buy some shoes for him and purses, let him sit front row at a concert. Same thing. Mm-hmm. It's sick because fucking they mind up, like you said, and a lot and all these young girls that yeah. are like fangirls and mm-hmm. oh my god, and yeah. they fall you for can, it right away. You can go home if you want to, but you know Becky over here waiting. You know, so it's a competition thing. So now she's that's fucking true her too because girls so are always lose her spot. Yeah. the caddy shit. So mm-hmm. now you know I want to be your main. No, bitch. I want to be the one. I don't want to be the no, bottom bitch. You know, I ain't going nowhere. I'm staying. <laughs> You know that's how it does. That's how it goes too. Yep. <laughs> Wait, what? No, mm-hmm. fuck Becky. I'm nah, gonna be the sleepy. one. No, nah, bitch, you sleepy. You go to sleep. I'm staying up. Play it again, Kels. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, that nigga is using this music to motherfucking pipe pipe their ass. Yeah, and that's it. You think about it again. Mm-hmm. Instant gratification. They're sitting with a celebrity. He has money. And that's the thing, he's too. fame and all of that. And he's fucking their head up. It'd be one thing if it was just like some dude, right? Some dude that's older or whatever, preying on young girls. And, and although that does happen, too, you know, manipulation of many ways. But it kind of is like a one-up on that with him because he's R. Kelly, right? And he's a celebrity, whatever. And then young girls are like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. R. Kelly just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's we talk about the fame. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the one saying, I got my SAG card. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got Roll your up on, that's the, That yep. should be like the new pickup line. Yeah, yes, I got so, my SAG card. So, so hey, girl, my knee. Yep. you know what I got? SAG card. <laughs> I'm in the union, girl. Yeah. And then like all these young girls, wait, what's that? I got benefits. That's what that means. I got benefits. <laughs> you like benefits. <laughs> <laughs> he taking care of me, Daddy. He bought me some rare bottoms. <laughs> Stupid shit. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So you know, what you do with your pa- platform, you know, is very important. Yeah. You know, you can misuse it, or you can use it for something. And mm-hmm. you see with him, with that old man. Yeah. You know, your 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 platform is whatever. Mm-hmm. His mental. He was older than her, so he manipulated and used her and all of that. At the end of the day, that's a one up to fuck yeah. somebody because you have more experience, so you're using that. Yeah. I'm gonna use my music. I'm gonna use my fame. And that's how I'm gonna draw you in. <laughs> Money. Jim Jones, your ass, bitch. You know, drink this tea, baby. It's <laughs> 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 crazy, you know, and so that's what's happening. You know, and again, social media, you know, people are so visually drawn into shit. You know, and just the dumbest shit ever to me is putting money to your ass. Oh my goodness, mm-hmm. I don't get that. But you know, because we're so show you what I got. You know, and I, where I'm from, you get fucking robbed for that shit. Damn right. You know, Damn right. We didn't. I ain't showing you shit. What you got, man? I'm broke. You just known shit. It just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, and then these people out here in Hollywood, I see it all the mm-hmm. time. They get robbed, and I'm like, you're stupid. Don't you realize that somebody probably flew here from another town just waiting for you? Just showing, mm-hmm. just, discretion is gone. Yeah. Because we want attention. This is my crib. This is my jewelry. This yeah. is my money, you know, all day long. Let me burn this $100 phone, bill. You found who this? That's what I think. That's what Instagram and Twitter should do. When you do stupid shit, block you or freeze your shut your account yeah. down. As soon as you do nigga shit, sometimes sometimes freeze. I'm like I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, someone needs to take your phone away from you. Yeah, as soon as you see somebody recording, somebody getting ass, be freeze. 
you on time yeah. out. Learn to use your shit wisely. Use it for yeah. what it is. You know, anytime that's what it should be. That's dope in itself. Oh, hell yeah. Freeze that bitch. Suspend her. She ain't doing shit. What type of toilet paper? Charmin or... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I just be like, oh, no, please don't do this. But it's what it is. Mm. Sadly, the world we live in. I know. It's like, yeah. the, I feel like social media is just a circus now. Cause, mm-hmm. It is. Um, you know, combination of people like, you know, over-exaggerating the way their lives really are or people uh, from that to people airing their dirty laundry out, all the young ones that like to air their dirty laundry. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. You know, like one minute on Facebook, oh, I love him. And the next minute, fuck this motherfucker. He's a piece mm. of shit. And then the next minute, I love him. Like, didn't, didn't like, something happen <laughs> yesterday or something? What the fuck? Yeah. What blows my mind is when people do that with their professional accounts. Yeah, that's pathetic. People but that's really what happens, though. You know what I'm talking about. We're, you know, a lot of girls will be like, Fuck him, he's a lying, cheating piece of shit. He, he cheated on me with a tranny looking fucking bitch, da da da. And then we'll like post pictures of the bitch who's like, oh, like why would you want to admit to people that he cheated on, down on you? <laughs> like, I wouldn't want people knowing that if that was me, you know what I mean? But then two days later, oh, I'm so in love with my boyfriend. Like, wasn't he just cheating on you with some mannish looking fucking chick? Like, what the fuck? Shit, you not. And I'm like, and those are the people where I'm like, I have to unfollow you. I can't. I, I can't. No. It should be a time, even like, our people that we looked up to or whatever, I didn't know anything about them. You know, like, just to go back, like, it was, we didn't have that era where you knew where uh, Michael Jackson or Madonna or or Humphrey Bogart or Melon Monroe, unless they came out and made an appearance. You know, they weren't in front of the camera saying they were at the grocery store or something. So That's it, true. Was a, it was a treat when you saw them doing everyday people shit because they didn't do it for the attention or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, but versus now that it, it, it almost is, you become desensitized. It you know, is, that's true, Because everybody is out there trying to one-up each other and keep up in, yeah. up in the stakes in the Andy because like all of my people, I used to be like, oh, what it would be like to, to know, I wonder if... Jenna Jackson actually likes broccoli like me. Or, oh my God. You know what I mean? Yeah, or you shit see, like that. Someone sees their favorite artist like posting a picture of them eating, you know, at their one of their favorite restaurants. Oh my God, I didn't know that she liked fucking uh, yes. vegan or, food. That shouldn't <gasps> even be news. I'm fucking on Ventura going to the cleaners and the dudes jump out of a truck and to a Prius. And I'm thinking, they finna shoot somebody. It's paparazzi. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all you're doing is you're going to take pictures of somebody eating. That's not news. That's just, to me like that shit. You want right to talk? There. Okay, I have a funny story that remind remind me of like someone whipping out cameras and shit. Um, years ago, I was walking down Hollywood Boulevard, and this dude was wearing a big ass trench coat, like leaning up against a, a pole or whatever. And I walk past him, and he's like, "Miss Cruz," and I'm like, "I thought it was a fan," you know what I mean? So I was just kind of like, I was like, "Yes," and he's like, "Can I ask you a couple of questions real quick?" And I was like, "Sure," and I shit you not. As soon as I said yes, he opens up his trench coat and pulls out a camera. And this is years ago where the cameras were a little bit bigger. And he and, and it was during the time, whatever year that was, that Tiger Woods, you know, they found out that Tiger Woods was yeah, fucking yeah, all those yeah, tricks. Yeah. That's what he wanted to talk to me about. So he whips out this camera. So how do you feel about Tiger? And I'm like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But it just cracked me up is how, because, you know, it was for TMZ. I should have specified that. TMZ, they're like... Back then, they were always like kind of just walking prowl. around on the prowl mm-hmm. on Hollywood Boulevard for fuck's sake. And um, I happened to be out one night, and this dude's wearing a fucking trench coat, chilling on the fucking street corner. Just posted up. And, and just waiting for something to happen. And then I walk past him. He's like, Miss Cruz. And I'm, I'm like, 
Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he's like, can I ask This you? is your life. That would have been and, funny and, as hell. And, and, and he, and and he was like just that. like, can I ask you a question? I thought he was just going to ask me like, you know, a fucking question. You know, like right here with that. And I was like, yeah, sure. Ask me. And he just opens up his coat, pulls out the camera. And he's like, so, you know, Tiger Woods. And I'm like, really, dude? Really? Um, that's just what it reminded me of when you said the, the dude's jumping out of that, that he yes. jumped out of anywhere. But but people wanting to, to want stuff. But that's like nothing. I wanted to mention this, though. We also, you know, with technology and social media and all this shit, we also live in an age where when people go out, you know, to like go on dates or whatever, you pick someone up. We live in a time, and I'm not just talking, this is like beyond like Tinder and all that. Kind of, I'm talking about in person, right? Mm -hmm. We live in an age where when people want to like, keep in contact with people instead of asking for a phone number like a normal human being hey you should follow me <laughs> you know what i mean like hey you on instagram you should follow me shit you're not like that's just that's how this world is now i don't do that shit mostly because i don't want to expose some girl i'm trying to date to my social media presence right off the bat right but in my experience that's what's what fucking yeah, no, happens in my a lot. experience that's Dude, how dudes will straight up just be like yeah yeah so like you know like do you got instagram you, you follow me I'm that's like, the way okay. the chick hit on me she was like what's your snap i'm like yeah oh if you know it's funny if they ask for your snap you know they're trying to like yes naughty and, shit and i'm like damn i'm getting old <laughs> <laughs> it was just shit you know like here's my number and all that shit that's me and i'm not gonna change that shit you know mm -hmm. because that's old school i'm right phone numbers or whatever yeah. don't give me no fucking handle don't you know i can under, I understand yeah but if we, you saying you feeling me or you digging me and you saying what's my snap see and that's like, what that's your way of saying that that's how we're gonna communicate through an app yeah 10 seconds at a time i'm cool and, th and that's what's funny too because um like like so like it's usually the guys that are like oh yeah you on instagram you know you should, we should follow each other whatever with girls i tried to get this girl's phone number once and i was like yeah so like you know you should give me your phone number or take mine i actually think i offered her to take mine so she didn't feel like i was trying to like, right. you know stalk her whatever and she legit fucking says to me i'll give you my facebook the fuck am i gonna do with your deuces. facebook De she did you a favor what deuces. am i gonna fuck do it. with yeah. your facebook yeah. Yeah, dude that's crazy like i have to wait for you to respond post some shit hey nice seeing you last night four days later like hey yeah oh okay so fuck that fuck cool. that and i'd much rather you have my phone number than my facebook yeah dude yeah. i was like what am i gonna do with that like literally i was like it the fuck am i gonna do with your facebook if you're into me if you're not into me where it is right there if you say immediately when she was like snap i was like i don't deal with social media no, and kept like, it Bye. pushing and she was like but what? i was like no i'm cool Fuck that. So you going to ask me for a handle? <laughs> oh, maybe she had a boyfriend and she was like, because you know, you, know okay, yeah. you know what I'm noticing? Whenever people only communicate with Snap specifically is because the messages disappear and mm -hmm. nobody can see it. So usually yeah. when someone's like, no, but well, just send me a message on Snap instead of my phone number. I'm like, yeah. but why though? <laughs> that's, that's that uh, get smart shit. And this, this message will self-destruct. Right? Yeah. And then you get some angry boyfriend trying to come after you. Fuck that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I saw you. What's up, homie? You on Snapchat with my girl? I actually had a chick hit me up on Snapchat and was like, this is his wife. And I'm like, I didn't know he was married. And it's not like I've ever met the dude because I didn't. He right. like got my Snapchat from social media. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know your husband. <laughs> like, and he, Obviously she's going off, we have a family. She's like, I'm his wife. And I'm like, <laughs> she legit said that to me. She's like, I'm his wife. And I'm like, I didn't know he was married and I've never met your husband. So like, if that's I don't any even know Ray Ray. Seriously. Seriously, dude. Seriously. Seriously. It's different. It's different. <laughs> so fucked I'm up. I'm still trying to learn how to use this stuff, though. I really am. I've never done 
the 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 chicken tenders and stuff like that. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm just I'm trying to say like, man, I want to be so up to speed, but it's a lot of shit I just don't want to even get into because I already know the 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 people that's around us. So I'm just like, I don't, I'm cool. Like, yeah. I don't want you swiping on me. Like, I rather like in person, you know, that old authentic thing. Like I can look and be like, oh, she ain't feeling me. It's whatever, you know. Damn, bro. Yeah, man. Oh well, yeah, that's the problem. That kind Te- of shit. That's the problem with texting too. Shit. To re- accurately gauge how someone's feeling you, like especially when you're first getting to know them, so much shit gets misconstrued through a text. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One hundred percent. You say one thing, you put an emoji, be like, oh, so you don't like vegetables? No, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker. I was saying I was trying to fuck. Now you done fucked it up. You like you trying to bring it back in, no, girl. I knew that was an eggplant on hashtag. I got you. you know, it's just different. Again, it's impersonal. You don't know what they're feeling. They're using the emojis and and the, the punctuations, but you don't know how to follow that because you can't interpret that. Yeah. You see words and and shit like that, and you be like, man, fuck her. And she says she want to fuck, but you don't know. Now you right. done blew There's it. There's no body language. There's no facial expression. No. None so it. it's tough, you know, or just a regular text like, you know, you could say, yeah, I had a good time until, you know, uh, you know, the waiter came, LOL. Oh, you laughing at me because I ordered salad? You know, <laughs> you, you take it somewhere that didn't even, no, I wasn't saying that about the salad. Now he, uh, whatever then, I like vegetables. You know, <laughs> you know that's texting. So you, I find myself, keep, I try to stay as true as to who I am, but I want to be to abreast of everything but I don't want to get into some of that stuff it's just what it is sometimes you just have to tap out yeah like, hey that's for the little young youngsters that's what it is you know if you got to swipe on my page I get it but that ain't me you know I, I'm old-fashioned you know hey you know I'm cool I think you can be my friend good what happened she told me she could be my friend now I know exactly how she feel about me I didn't have to wait for her to post it <laughs> I didn't have to wait for a DM you know <laughs> I don't know, Matt. Do she like me? How long has it been? 24 hours. I don't know, man. What should I do? Should I call her Matt? What? Oh, all those bullshit games. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, but people make money off of it. It's what it is. And I get it. Like, I think one time I tried to do plenty of fish, but that shit was a nightmare. Oh, my fucking goodness. She was putting pictures up that fucking wasn't her. It was just like 15 <gasps> years ago. Oh, like pictures from Oh, old. my goodness. Her breast was in her knees, and I was just like, <sighs> and it's not, you know, like, but it's like she misrepresented yeah, you know? false advertising. False advertising. And that was it. I deleted my account. I was literally on Plenty of Fish, true story, for two weeks. And met her. And we looked up. <laughs> I've never got rid of somebody so fast, man. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was so crazy. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, you know, and it's just. And what I got from that for me was like, this isn't the authentic. This is not me. You know what I mean? Because she came to my place of business or whatever, and she came and we went and had lunch. And then, you know, we we uh, freaking like two days later went out and had dinner or whatever. And then we hooked up. She came back to my place. But it was just so fucking awkward because I was like, oh, like she, you know, but that's my thing because they put their best foot forward on the picture. Yeah. You know, a picture like that's your high school picture. You fucking 48 now. Don't put that picture up. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she unbuttoned her bra and her shit hit her knee. I was like, oh. See, you fucked up. 
You got to go back to their place. Yeah, because then you can just leave. But she was pretty. The face was dope. Oh, it was no. the body that was prunish. You know what I mean? And this. <laughs> And, and, you know, everybody, hey. And hey, that's we've the all thing. been there. We've all been there. Yeah, Don't and worry. I've even been in places where I've dug females and they looked at me and they was like, nah, I'm cool. And, you know, it's just what it is. I've been on both sides of it, but that's the thing that I love the most because it's organic. Like, in front of you, like, the pictures and stuff, they're misleading. You know, mm-hmm. but anyway, that's why I don't jump into it because it's, you know, it's just different. So I stick to my guns. I meet you out at Trader Joe's or some shit. Hell fools, yeah. You know. You hollering at the girls at Trader Joe's? Hell yeah. What you getting, organic? Or you getting uh, you getting some arugula? arugula oh, he knows what's arugula? up. Yeah. That oh, kind of shit. I used to work as a dating coach, and I would take some of my clients to Trader Joe's and have them do some day game. Hell yeah. It's, yeah. And it's an I like that environment versus impersonal swiping on me. At least we're in a store. I can look. Because with body language, you can't lie. Sometimes, you know, if you really look, a person can tell you what body language if they're feeling you or not. True. Really That's can. very true. That's very you know, true. Or you can tell if they, you know, like or whatever, if they're lying, if they're, you know, you can. And I like that. If because, they start fiddling with their hair and they don't realize it. Yeah, I like that. Oh, sure, yeah. Like, oh. Or there's the touch. Yeah, like, touch is a very seductive. T- no, touch is key. And that's for both men and women because... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to always teach men as a dating coach, like the significance of touch is very, very, very crucial because even if, and, I, and when I say touch, I'm, for those that are listening and haven't heard me talk about this before, um, I don't mean, you know, over sexualizing anything, right? No. Like it's just a, something as simple as like a fucking light tap, a high five, a yeah, whatever, yeah. <laughs> you know, le- was touching the smaller back as you're leading her out, you know, the door of the restaurant or whatever. Um, and I always tell women, cause I feel like when I worked as a dating coach, I only, I only coach men primarily and lately I've been kind of helping women and I always because a lot of women are like how do I send the right signals because some women don't they feel like they're not sending the right signals um, and I incorporate that in my in my personal life as well whenever I would go on a date a first date with a guy I wanted him to know that I was into him and if I don't want to be too forward because I can be <laughs> if you ask this guy I'm very forward so sometimes I gotta kind of take a step back and be like I don't want to like uh, you know go too too crazy but I incorporate you know touch physical touch so that um that they know, like subconsciously, that like, oh, she she's digging me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And the flip side of that is depending on where I am mentally. I had a female actually say to me, I had a woman say this to me. She said, do you even know when a woman is flirting with you, Kevin? Saying this to me, like, Kevin, do you know when someone is? But she was telling me that she had, but my antennas weren't up. Like, I was just mentally somewhere else. So it just kind of went over your head. It went over my head. Like, she did everything. Marching band. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> hey, hey. Holding yes. a sign up. Like, hey, and I like you. I missed everything. But, you know, that part. So that's tricky in itself, too, because you could be somewhere mentally at the time and miss it. You know, it's to the best tough. of us. Yeah. You know? And she was basically like, dude, I was... The flute? <laughs> you know, and whistling Dixie, but you know, it's just, it's crazy. And on both sides. So, but I love that because that's organic. I keep yeah. saying that word, but whether you're eating it or you're in the moment of it, yeah. like that's a great place to be because that's where the magic happens. Yeah. On stage and life and all, you know, like with these apps and shit, you know, it's just, you ha- give me the real person. Yeah. You know, like that's amazing. Like what we're doing right now, this is, if we imagine if you were in one room, you were in another room, and I was in, that's whack. Yeah. Oh, no, and that's, uh, we used to do call-ins on the old format of the show, and that's why we stopped doing call-ins, because it lost something not having people in person to actually, you know, 
experience what we're doing. Right. Yeah. 100%. You know, so, but yeah. And, and so that's why I'm, you know, I'm going to rock out forever to the human touch. Because, you know, regardless if it's intimate or if it's just friends, mm-hmm. you know, it's a great thing about, you know, being around people and laughing at the same time at something that you see or enjoying a meal at the same time mm-hmm. saying or getting drunk simultaneously at the same time. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know, to the point where you sipped on out. You got to step your game up. But I love it because that's beautiful. You know, and that's mm-hmm. I'm so fucking old school with it. You know, and I'm just, you know, sometimes I used to think like, is it me? And I would ask my boys, like, damn, am I getting that old that I'm, like, losing a step? He'd be like, man, no, it's just what it is now. And that's the things. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to conform. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to kind of, like, set the tone for this is how you do things. Like, we know that as adults right now. Posting a video of you doing some ratchet shit, that's not <laughs> fu- <laughs> for some fucking likes. That's fuck No. <laughs> No, fuck no, fuck you know, no. like we know, and that's what we have to stick to our guns. And it's funny, them. it's funny when you said ratchet because, like, I've posted ratchet <laughs> before, but it was when I was blackout drunk, and then I wake up the next morning, oh my god, why did I post that? Delete, delete, and I delete it right away. But the I'm dope like, I don't thing want anybody is, seeing that shit. <laughs> it was something that made you ratchet, but these people be sober, <laughs> you know, doing the shit they're doing or whatever. Like, at least we can blame it on alcohol or yeah, the yeah, yeah, weed yeah. and stuff. Oh my goodness, it's it's just different. So that's why you know you find yourself you know, moving a little more meticulous and being picky about the environments or whatever because you have to stick to your guns because you don't want society to start dictating to you what euphoria mm-hmm. is, you know, and, and then you become a part of the system. And I'll fuck that. You know, if I got to wait a little longer to have whatever it is, I'm a, then it's what it is, especially a hot chick. or I don't want to do it through social media. That was my experience with that. That's why I was like, I don't like this because it was so impersonal. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like your pics. You look cool. Hey, I like your pics. You're waiting for responses and shit. Hope she like, Ugh. I like that rejection right then and there. No, I don't like your stanking ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good day. When you're inside, you're like, fuck you there, bitch. Well, it's the best. Another thing with the apps, I read an article that said statistically it's harder to hook up on the apps because people feel like they can do better. They're more likely to swipe swipe left on someone that they would definitely hook up with in real life because they're like, yeah, there's someone hotter. There's someone hotter. There's someone hotter. Mm. You know what's hot? Conversation. True. Can't beat that. True. A picture can only say so much. But as soon as we start talking, hey, how you doing? I'm good. So, so sad. What mm-hmm. you getting? I'm getting some uh, arugula. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm going to make some stir fry tonight. You know, yeah. Did yeah. you know this uh, amino stuff is like soy and it's protein? But you, that is dope. And you're yeah. having a conversation. You can't make that stuff up with an app. Because all you have is a picture, bro. What do you think? Uh, but I'd hit comes, it. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And that's it. So it's a I had a girl meet both. somebody off of Tinder once, and she said that she literally met him in a public place because, you know, it was, oh, first time meeting during the day. And she said they sat down for, like, 10 minutes, and they both knew. It wasn't just, like, one-sided, you know? They both kind of knew, oh, yeah, all right, this is, this is not going to happen. It's so they, they both just walked away. What rejection is that, though? You know, you put on your best cologne and your, you know, your well, shit, it, and, and you go sit there, and you're like, fuck, I didn't wasted my good panties for this shit. Oh, that's when I would say, you like, know? I fucking shave for this. Yes! Yes! God. You know, fuck. At least, fuck. but if you know the motherfucker, you know later on it ain't gonna go to waste. Yeah. You know, versus you sitting there, you like, shit, fuck it. Hang but it see, up, that just recycle. Go- 
that, that goes to show too, though, that like looks can only get you so far because obviously they, the initial attraction was, okay, I think she's hot. Okay. I think he's hot. Okay. Let's meet up. They meet up and there's just no chemistry there that they're like, uh, and, that's what they, and they both it. knew it. It wasn't like the guy was like, Oh, you're so hot. I'm going to do it anyways. They both were like, that's the animal in there's us. nothing here. I get it because yeah. everybody first, so the, the first initial, everything is look. What he look like? What she look like? Well, yeah, we're, but after that, the thing that sustains you is the personality. That's why I always say I choose personality over looks because yeah. looks is going to dissipate, but that personality mm-hmm. is going to keep you. That's the thing that's sexy because that person says some shit and that shit will linger, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and their thoughts and opinions and good, bad, or indifferent. That shit to me, like I said that shit on that show, you know, I couldn't pick a person just based on this because, okay, now I'm attracted to you, but what are your worldviews? Yeah. What are your innermost feelings? You know, like what shows do you like? You like Game of Thrones, you know, or are you a motherfucking yeah, yeah. Uh, bachelorette or bachelor? You know, that'll tell me a lot because I'm not, you know, and that's the part where personality comes out. Yeah. You know, and if you listen to a person, you know this, they'll tell you everything you need to know about them. Yeah. You know, and you like you said, okay, and I swipe in real life. You don't see me swiping, but in my mind, I'm swiping. <laughs> Seriously, no, that's really funny that you say that because when we were in Comic Con, you know, Steve, my roommate, we were, we were like at this club looking at the people, and then he was just like, up, oh, swipe left, swipe left, yes. oh, swipe right. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. You know, it's, it's it's tough. It's a juggle, you know, to find that. But you know, you try to get with the program. I think for me as a comic, I always try to stay relevant. You know, regardless, even as I, if I subscribe to it or not, a lot of shit I don't, you know, but as a comic, it's observational, you know, and that's yeah. why I try to make it where everybody can chew on it. But for me personally, there's sure. so much stuff that I'm just like, oh, I'm such, such an old helpless romantic, you know, because the things that are necessity, you know, like, but now pump and dump is so... You know, and I get that part, but you know, sometimes you know, motherfuckers just want to be held. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, you know, with some 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 good chemistry, but yeah, you know, it's I don't want to be so animalistic that I lose a sense of who I am. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And those apps, you know, it's just a part of like, man, it becomes an addiction. You know, and that, and I look at my well, nieces me, and nephews, and that's their life. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's their life. Like they don't deal with phone numbers in Texas no more. Like they communi- they literally communicate through Snapchat and IG. That's what that's what boggles my mind because it's like there's the lack of human touch and an actual human interaction. Yeah. Okay, you're interacting on a on a fucking phone. That's not human interaction. It's like not at all. Fuck no. And that's what boggles my with like you know the millennials because that's really the what it is. The millennials yeah. are the my ones that are like, like heavy into that. And then when people meet me and I'm like motherfucker, I'm gonna be 33 this year. Like, do you do you even know what life is like without fucking cell phones? Because I know what that's like. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, and that's the thing, and they don't know nothing but they that. don't. That's Where, the thing. You know, and I would date some young. T- Tinderonies and and I would have to tell him such Tinderella, down, you know. Oh, like, I always thought that was a strong move on my point. Oh, when I'd be out at dinner, like girl would pick up her phone, and just like just put it down, do one do one of these, like. And I would tell her, like I you can't know. stand that shit. What dudes that do that or um, people, women, because it's usually women that do that. But I've come across men that are like they're glued to their fucking phone, where they're literally sitting there, and I'm like, what, is is there something going, what's going on, on on your phone that's so fucking important? As I said, um, I'll flat out take it out of the girl's hands yeah. and put it face down on the table. Yeah, we're having. I've done that before right with we're a couple at of so people. And so. yeah. I'm just like, there's no reason why we're at the movie theater and you should be checking Instagram. That's I'm Facebook. sorry, but that's the worst. Actually, 
I brought a girlfriend to the theater once with one of my buddies and the entire time that we were sitting there, she just kept checking her phone and then just straight up, te- like she wasn't even trying to be discreet. You know, some people are like, oh, okay, it's an important text. It's an text. addiction. It's an important text. I got to get Phones it. Phones are such and a then fucking I, addiction. I'm looking over and then all of a sudden I see her on Instagram and I'm like, are you really checking? Is the movie that boring to you? You know what I mean? Like that you're checking fucking Phones and you can't wait and they know two that. fucking hours. Like, Jesus Christ. Do you hear about the story about the dude who's taking took a girl to small claims court because she was texting during the movie on their first date. Wait, I heard something similar to this, but it wasn't that exactly. But go on, continue. Yeah, like this dude, they went on a Tinder date. They took her to the movies, and she was texting like through the movie. So he left. He was like, fuck this, I'm out. And then hit her up like, hey, I want you to pay me back for that ticket. You're horrible for texting through the fucking movie. She's like, no. He's like, okay, file the small claims court. For the price of the tickets. I'm he's like, bitter, but see, he stepped into that world because you know why? He picked her up on Tinder. So when you step into that world, all rules apply. Did, did you hear about the porn star that um, she got arrested for punching her boyfriend after sex because he tried to kick her out because she was on her phone? Yes, I did. <laughs> oh, do True tell. True story. This girl, she... Um, had sex with her boyfriend, and then she wouldn't get off her fucking phone. So he said, you know what? If you're going to be on your phone, you need to fucking leave. And then she got pissed off at him, so she punched him, and then he called the cops on her, and she got arrested for domestic. That's lame. Yeah. The whole situation is pretty lame. The whole, the whole story was pretty As fucking lame. As the world turns. It's crazy. But that's what our, our world is all fucking technology, uh, man. It's all technology this, technology but that. Again, we know what it's like to not be on the phone. You that's know? what I always and, tell the, 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 the young, like I've come across like 22, 23 year olds where I'm like, you know, when I was your age, <laughs> when I was in high school, um, you know, I had a Motorola flip phone that you had to pull the antenna up and shit. And we had, even before that, we had house phones where like, do you remember back in the day when uh, you wanted to hang out with your friends and if you weren't home, like, good luck trying to get a hold of me because if I'm not home, how else are you going to call me? Mm-hmm. Oh, this generation, I, I'm sure I've said this before, but this generation will never know the horror of getting a girl's number and calling her house and having to talk to her parents. Yeah, because... Trying to get a hold of her. Is Tracy there? Who this is, you little nigga? <laughs> How you doing, sir? This is Kevin. I was just, she ain't here. Yeah, I've yeah. done so many times. His fathers used to scare the hell out of me, but that was the dope ass time. It's just like I have to sit there and get grilled. So, where she know you from? Um, I met her, sir, at uh, the mall. What mall? Uh, Evergreen Plaza, sir. Well, she can't have no boyfriends. You got a job? Uh, no, sir. Bye. <laughs> I remember my, you know, same thing happened to me. My mom, my mom, she was, she was the one that wore the pants, still does in my parents' marriage. But anyways, um, so like she was kind of like the father figure basically, even though they're both still married to this day. They just celebrated 34 years nice. yesterday. So yeah, my parents are still married. Um, I remember the boy that I lost, my first boyfriend, my first boyfriend, the boy that I lost my virginity. I remember he would always call the house and we would st- talk on the phone for like hours, you know, like tying up the phone line, just talking. And one day, you know, after we had been dating for like a couple weeks or whatever, if you even want to call it that, it's high school love, whatever. I remember my mom getting on the phone on, in the bedroom saying, um, sweetie, can you please hang up so I can talk to him real quick? And I'm Whoa. like, uh okay so then i like hung up i didn't stay on the phone i was like whatever I'll, i don't even want to hear what my mom has to say to him right now so 
she talked, she kept him on the phone for a few minutes and then I get back on the phone. I'm like, what the fuck did my mom say to you? And she's like, oh, she just said that I better not break your heart <laughs> and all this other shit. And my mom, my mom was like the man in the fucking the house, man. She's like, you better not break my daughter's heart or I will break your legs. <laughs> I got that speech more than once. Like, really? Oh, in high school, I had hair down in the middle of my back. So, you know, long hair, metal head dude. Ugh. Fathers did not like me. <laughs> they thought you were in bad trouble? Yeah, oh yeah. In high school, I had a pack to a pack and a half day habit, smoking. Hair down the middle of my back. Like, yeah. Had a rough go at it, huh? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, I just also didn't give a fuck. I remember one of the girls I was dating, her mom was a smoker. We're like, at a family barbecue, her mom lights up, I light up. I'm like 16. <laughs> her mom later is like, how the fuck old is he? She's like, my age. I'm like, the fuck? He's smoking. <laughs> I was a bad kid. This generation will just never know. No, they'll never know. They'll never know. But well, we were good, bad. We were rebels. Look at how we turned out. We're good. Mm-hmm. We're good for the most part. It's the difference between if they looked at who we were as rebels versus now, shit, we soft. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These fucking kids now driving. Oh, with, yeah. A fucking the shit that I see now I'm like I was a little bitch compared to these people (laughs) well you know the stuff I see I'm like oh my goodness I was soft and I'm grateful for it because shit I got some homeboys in the cemetery you don't get no do over Mm -hmm. so you know I'm like good you know hey it's what it is you know Mm -hmm. there's no awards for that shit you know so I look at these kids now like y'all don't you know I just I I don't want to be how the elders were coming up that they were for us Mm-hmm. Like, you know, very judgmental and look down on us like we were the worst thing that ever happened to this earth. I don't want to be like that. I want to be more open and understanding, you know, and, and just know that they have to go through some of the things they have to go through. Mm-hmm. But some of the shit I see, I'm just like, it's not even just like immature kid shit that we did. It's just mm-hmm. y'all just dumb as fuck. Yeah. Type shit. Like, you know, are you even thinking? You know, like the how about that girl? Catch me outside, like oh, oh god, my don't goodness. even get me started. There. Like you know how fucking rich we would be if we got paid for the rebel shit that mm-hmm. we did. And she ain't doing nothing. She ain't really even about that life. No, I look she's at her not. Like you know, she's a fucking six figure, damn near millionaire now, just for fucking clowning on the show once. Mm-hmm. We would be probably all of us together collectively would probably have thirty, forty did million he- dollars in this room right now. Did you hear what she did? Which time? Sup- supposedly, she posed nude in Europe because it's legal there. Can you look that up and confirm that, please? Oh, my goodness. But I remember someone posting it. I didn't. I didn't. I only saw it while I was scrolling, and I didn't get a chance to confirm it. But um, someone allegedly, she did a photo shoot, and her mom let her. She's like fucking 13, 14, right? She's 14, She's 14 and that's why I told motherfuckers at my show. I said she posed nude in Europe because out there the laws are different. Um, and um, I think they're trying. Supposedly, they're trying hard to keep not keep that let that shit leak into the states because, you know, all the pedophiles would. Hell yeah, shit. and that's what I tell motherfuckers. I'm like, if you following her, kill yourself. Yeah, exactly. That's a damn baby. Yeah. You know, you you're a fucking grown man, and you following a 14 year old. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe because you thought it was funny, but after a while, you realize that you can't be following no kid. Yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. And that's yeah. just where we are right now. Yeah. According like, to this YouTube, I mean, this is YouTube. I can't grain of salt. According to this YouTube, she posted nudes when she was 11. Okay, so she it wasn't that she posed for an actual photo. She didn't do an actual photo shoot in Europe then. This is something that... The old picture. The old pictures that she did when she posted. was young. When she was 11 in 2014. 
So you couldn't find anything that says that she recently did, because this is something, you know, since her her fucking uh, popularity in, in, you know, mainstream fucking pop culture or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Yeah. Um, someone put, uh, the thing that I found was that she alleged, supposedly did a photo shoot in Europe, but I, I couldn't, I didn't have time to, to I didn't, cause I don't give a fuck about her enough to like, let me confirm this cause I just don't care. But since we're talking about her, I'm like, I wonder if it's true. <laughs> and that's how I feel like I was telling you as far as like wanting to be up to speed on what's going yeah. on in pop culture. But as far as it getting deeper, like, it, to me, it's like, oh, so now she's famous just because she went on a talk show and rebelled. Like, you know, and she's soft. Like, just honestly, I know, like, her 14-year-old, her wouldn't want to meet your 14-year-old. Like, you would beat yeah. her ass. And it, Oh, I totally would, too. You know, oh and God. that's why I'm just looking at her like, she thinks she's, she's tough. She's so hard. She tries to be all hard. And it's garbage. Like, a, a lot of these people are, like, there was a time when hip-hop, we call them studio gangsters. That's what they were. They were just mm-hmm. tough in the studio. That's how I see a lot of these people. You see them on these TV shows like Love and Hip-Hop, which don't have shit to do with hip-hop or love, mm-hmm. are tough and intimidating on the television show, and you run up on them, and it's not the same thing. And that's what disgusts me, like, just... It's so watered down, and it's misconstrued, yeah. but that's it. But, you know, you can appear to be something that you aren't and make money off of it. And that's the struggle for me because I think I, I actually have a skill set and it's like, mm, I don't want it that way. No, they're making money off being loud. Really well, all, all they're doing, they're just being loud. Pay attention to me. And what's crazy is that her mom is like trying to cash in on her fucking yeah, Not trying, she her, did. I know, like, on her she, stupidity. Yeah, shutting it down like... It's, it, but that's how where we are with things now. Like we're so desensitized that we we don't even judge about what you've accomplished. It's about what's in your bank account. Like no people, we don't hold each other accountable anymore. Like we used to. Like no, this this really your mother sold you into fame and this is how you guys made your bread and butter and you don't actually have a skill set or a talent you know or something that you bring tangible and you 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 don't i it blows my mind man that's all i can say it just blows my mind like this 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 girl like she's in negotiations for a reality show just because she was on dr phil like for me it just took me a minute to wrap that around my head like so she's famous, but that's it. We love train wrecks. You know, that's and it. That's as just sad that that's what this world it's is. It's sad. We love train also, wrecks. Good on her for trying to cash out while she can, because otherwise she's going to hey, do nothing. Yeah, because, you know, she was struggling at first, you know, and I get that and I understand that. And if somebody wants to pay her for getting on there and saying that catchphrase, it's what it is. You know, you can't be mad at that, but, you know, same token. It's a sad state of affairs for our whole. Yeah, the whole state of where we're at. A piece of Florida white trash is going to make more money than I possibly will in my whole life. (laughs) And here you are trying to do something with integrity. Again, getting back to that. But you know what? This is how we sleep at night, though. And that's it. And that's why we don't have to self-medicate in a negative way to numb out from the bullshit that we know we're doing. And that's really what it is. And that's 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 the thing that I'm like, I'm cool. And I've you know, I was confronted with it and 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 the realest shit that ever happened to me, I was working at Club A D. If I don't know if you remember Club A D. It was on Highland. Um, no, I don't remember Club A D. Such a true story. Club A D was on Highland two thousand four. 
Okay, yeah. 2005. Um, Mark I Wahlberg. I wasn't, I wasn't legal yet. I mean, I wasn't 21 yet. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg was the promoter on Friday and Saturday, hence how Entourage came about. Okay, yeah, so yeah. So yeah. his crew would promote those nights on Friday and Saturday at this club. And I used to do security. It's one of the first jobs I had. And I would work with this actor, you know, and we made our way through the ranks. We started at the back door because the celebrities would come through the back door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was the shitty part because we were in the alley. And I used to be mad because the people that made the money were at the front door. You know, you get $100, $200 per person mm-hmm. to get in. So they was getting major guap. But the, the lesson I learned was dope because the guy I was working with, a white guy, he was from Seattle. And... You know, after like six months of working together, he was like, Kev, I'm leaving. I'm going back home, man, because, you know, I partied with so-and-so and so-and-so. And, and, uh, you know, and he was the party accessory for a celebrity. And all he was doing was just getting high with this guy. He was just getting high, buddy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Matt, you know, pretty much saying, Matt, come with me. We're going to do cocaine, blah, 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 blah. Right. You know, but he didn't advance his career. So he was going home to detox and he was telling me, man, just stay focused. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy because... That's when I had an opportunity to just see how everything ran here. Mm-hmm. And this was during the time when Britney broke up with Justin. And, oh, my God. Yeah, you know, that this was is back- before TMZ. So I was just like, fuck, oh, I wish I would have had, you know, <laughs> about, you know, social media and all of that stuff. But it was great because everything was discreet. You know, you see Alyssa Milano on the dance floor dancing with Justin Timberlake, and it was dope. And in my mind, I was just like, wow, I'm seeing them. Not thinking like I'll exploit them, but thinking like, man, wow, I'm that close to them in my dreams. But just how things have shifted. Like over the years, you talk about how, and it's not like it's been 20 years. It's been a matter of like four or five years when things have just completely shifted. Yeah. You know, and the, 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 the whole essence of, TMZ was 30 mile zone. They only operated within a 30 mile yeah. radius. Yep. And now I knew what gas stations they were always hanging out in. Now it's, you know, the 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 gloves are off and, and things are just so freaking different. And what's messed up is they're more legitimate news than a lot of other outlets these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we fact check, fact check. You go through that's why people call me and be like, damn, well, Prince, true story. People call me, it's like, man, Prince died. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. First thing I did, sad but true, I went to TMZ. Because they're not going to produce or release anything without them fact-checking. And, and, and it's sad when I'm watching CNN and they say, I reliable source TMZ. You're a newsworthy CNN, CNN and you're yeah. calling a gossip tabloid. But yeah. that's where we are now, where, you know, I ain't mad at him. He's the man. He pays for those, those stories, those breaking stories. And that's one thing I like about him, though, is he's not going to release no bullshit. He's yeah. paying for that story, and he's going to yeah. get it, you know, even if it's stuff that I don't agree with. But, you know, it's a sad case of affairs when Fox and CNN and all these other people that's M- MSN are calling TMZ to find out if yeah. some shit is accurate. But that's the world we live in. It is. It's so fucked up. But it mm-hmm. really is fucked yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I do. I watch TMZ. <laughs> <laughs> and I get educated. Fuck y'all. I don't do CNN no more. CNN can kiss my ass. I go to TMZ. I don't care if it's sports, politics, whatever. They're going to give you the real. Oh, wait till the TMZ Washington division launches. <laughs> oh, my God. The TMZ post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's crazy. That's scary in itself. But, you know, I mean, this dude went from people's court. It's a freaking stinking fucking rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's supply and demand. It, like I said, Uber and Lyft and yep. social media and stuff, supply and demand. The timing is everything. 
this man came along at a time when people were nosy and thirsty for information, and he said, I'll give it to you. And just now, there's so many episodes now that he's not even there no more. He's letting his crew run it, killing it. So, yeah, we're going to come up with some stuff here. Yeah, he's just collecting a paycheck. Shit. Collecting a handsome paycheck while I'm sitting here still driving a fucking Uber and Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> Hoping I get a fucking five star. It's crazy. And I got to <laughs> play the right music for a person so they don't give me a fucking three or a two. It's not right. It's fucked up. Like I am. Get some good whiskey. I've never had this, so this was good. This is a great day. High West. Yeah, Kevin's like, yeah, some Jack Daniels would be fine. I'm like, no, no, no. No, no, no. What are we drinking? Yeah. Let me see. Mm-hmm. I'm bad and bougie drinking High that. West Whiskey. American Prairie Bourbon, a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. See, I got more than one. It's plural. It said whiskeys. It just means it's multiple barrels married. Yeah, and I only had one barrel in my life. I'm doing it. I'm telling mom I had multiple. <laughs> I had double barrels. Yeah, that's nice, though. It's smooth, too. It's, in the beginning, it was a bite. But, you know, my palate adjusted to it. It's pretty cool. Hell, yeah. No, High West is good stuff. It's Utah's oldest distillery for... Not very old, by the way. It's good stuff. If you ever have a layover at the Salt Lake City Airport, they have a High West bar down in Terminal E. I used to travel a lot. Hey, I'm learning. (laughs) I'm sitting here like, okay, mental note. I'm going to get down there just for that. Yeah, good bar bites and High West on tap. It's like the only bar in Salt Lake that's worth the damn. And we only threw half of that, and I feel like... Feel like, hey, mm. we might be slacking a little bit. Yeah, yeah I need to. Yeah, we're getting close to the last call, anyways. Mm. We're tapping out last call. Yep. Ding, 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 ding. Mm. <sighs> so, what haven't we touched? So, yeah. So, yeah, that was interesting growing up in Chicago. Like, I knew, I knew I wasn't made for the streets. That was a beautiful thing because. They honestly helped me, you know, like mm-hmm. I would see <laughs> they would tell me like, no, nah, little man, go and play baseball. <laughs> you know, like I would see that group and I could see where they were going. And, you know, I tell you, like the comedy and they would tell me, you, you're a little funny, little motherfucker, man. Just go and keep doing what you're doing. Because there would be times in class where. At the end of the class on Friday, the teacher would let me get up and do two or three minutes in front of the class, just whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's been in me for a long time. So that's it's something to say in my life, for real. Like, these streets is ugly. That's why I look at these kids like, y'all don't even know what you're flirting with. You don't even know what you're playing with. Like, it's crazy. So, I mean, I'm grateful that I was that nerd. You know, like, mm-hmm. being a nerd for once saved my life. It probably didn't give me no pussy, but it saved my life because <laughs> being a nerd then wasn't popular. You know, I'm talking the pocket square protected nerd era. Yeah, now it's era. so now it's like become yeah, so mainstream. Know, so cool to be a nerd. Yeah, no, it was a time when nerds and you know, and here I was, I was fucking black, chubby, and fucking unattractive to these girls. You know, it was crazy. You know, and I just had to stay the path. And now I look at all they ugly ass, and I'm like, nah, I don't want you now. <laughs> That's like me. High five. Cheers to that because me, I was bullied. I was a total dork. I I'm empty. Otherwise, I would cheers on right. you. Very shy. Get you cheers in there. Quiet. And then, you know, I, I came out to, uh, you know, I grew up 
came to fucking LA, did my thing, made a name for myself in a different arena. And everybody from back home that never gave me the All time of day, shit. football players that never gave me the same time of day, you know, I used to have a crush on you. I'm like, you never, you never talked mm, to me. Like what the fuck way, are yeah. you talking about, mm-hmm. dude? You know, like, and then all the girls, the all the girls that are like, ah, I, I love telling people how we were best friends. I'm like, bitch, you called me ugly to my face. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Cause I do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like fucking it's, it's amazing. Like it's the best just, middle finger. Yeah. It's the best middle finger. And that's what it was, yeah. you know? And it was tough. Like I said, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a handsome dude. I wasn't, you know? So comedy and sports was my safe haven. It was how I defended myself. Motherfuckers fronted on me. I was able to quickly come up with a joke to make, to defend myself. You know what I mean? It was at a time when, you know, especially, you know, in the black community, dark skinned motherfuckers in the 80s wasn't popular. It was them little light skinned motherfuckers that was mixed and had curly hair and shit. So, and I was, everything that wasn't popular at the time, fucking light skinned motherfuckers had shit on lock. So it was crazy. So, you know, your self esteem was mm-hmm. something that you really had to master. And it now it benefits and it pays off for me because that's all I fucking had, you know, at the time, you know, because every fucking girl was like, you know, Kevin, I just see you as a friend. You're like a Aww. brother to me. And now they like, you said, I, you know, friend we, zone. you know, like that was saying that shit now. But when I go like home and visit and shit, why you don't ever call me? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you so shady. Why you brand new? You got your little movies and shit. And I'll be like, nope. I remember. Yeah. You broke my fucking heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you dissed me. You know, mm-hmm. every fucking thing. So it is what it is. And it's yeah. good. We're, we're on the other end of it. Yeah. You know, and just they're probably not that. like two kids now. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I see I see the way the girls that bullied me look now, and I'm like, ha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh-huh. You lose. That's what I did. All that Oh, you're still ass. in Stockton? That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to this premiere, walk this red carpet. You have yeah. fun mm-hmm. staying at home yeah. watching. Working at 7-Eleven. Stank ass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I got all of them. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the best thing. I always go home. But yeah, it helped me. And I'm, I'm so grateful for it now because a lot of them, like heavy dudes, these dudes were animals in the street, like animals, you know, and they gave me a pass because, you know, sometimes you get to the point where they force you into that life. But they just, whatever reason, they just was like, no, nah, man, that ain't your thing. You going over here. And I wanted to fit so well, mm-hmm. but I didn't have to. So, yeah. And it's what I'm using to this day, just acknowledging and recognizing your gifts. And that was the thing that I loved. If I could make a hard-ass dude with a gun in his waistband laugh, I was just like, I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, all right, little nigga, make me laugh. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, oh, shit. But, you know, it come out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't look back, especially to them. I'm going there next week. We got a high school week. Not next week, next, uh, next month. High school reunion. And I'm looking forward to it because oh, they're going to be a lot of uh, chicks that, you know, Want to reminisce, and I'm gonna be like, nah, you had a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all you wanted me to do was pump your gas. <laughs> <laughs> you can't have much more than that, so yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, it yeah. was tough, you know. I was, I was that nerd. I was, ah, and it was the worst nerd because I wore my brothers and sisters hand me downs and shit. Oh my Single god, parent home, so I'm wearing pants with fucking five cuffs in them and shit. And- <laughs> <laughs> patches in the knees wearing tough skins and wranglers and shit oh it was so that's why now I'm such a shoe and 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 clothes fanatic because I was like when I get old I'm wearing my old shit <laughs> tired of wearing y'all shit it's crazy how childhood colors you like that 
That's why I like to eat, you know, go out and have nice things because, you know, I grew up on the north side. I didn't, I grew up, you know, lower middle class. And it's like, one of my biggest goals in life is to never be like, no, I can't do that. I'm willing to put in all the work I have to to be like, yeah, I'm doing that. I remember, you know, going out to like birthday dinners and my, my father being like, you can have anything you want on the menu. Okay, I want that. Well, you can't have that. It colors you later in life. Yeah, and that's why I am the way I am. It's like, you know, and I love it. It made me who I am. And I think that's why I'm such a fucking beast now because, mm-hmm. you know, I tasted mediocre. You know, I grew up on ramen noodles and potted meat and Vienna sausages. And God bless that huh. experience. But Vienna it made sausages. me that. Filipino, yeah, man. You know, and, <laughs> and sardines. And I love it because. Spam. Yes. And, and appreciated it, you know. But it's like now that I know, like, I had cats that I grew up with that was fucking spoiled. And their family, families fucking spoon fed them. And now they can't do shit for themselves. Like you talked about, you go back home, they're on the block doing the same shit. And now they look at me and they're like, oh, you, you Hollywood now, huh? I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm Hollywood. Yep, yep. So it's just the way it is. But that experience is why now I can go sit down and by myself just wild the fuck out on a $100, $200 meal. And I'm cool. Yeah. You know, and just, you know what, Kevin? Going to get you a steak. I love this place. Hilltop in Santa Monica. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, it used to be Houston's, but it's like Hilltop. It's in um, like Wilshire. But they have a Hawaiian marinated aged steak. And I've been that motherfucker bougie as hell. Like, <laughs> can I get the olives, the, uh, the blue cheese olives and the dirty martini, please? <laughs> Damn right. Yep. Killing that shit. You know, but... That's the beautiful thing about hard work, you know, mm-hmm. so you work hard, you play hard, you know, and that's it. I don't want to be spoon fed. I'm going to take yeah. what the fuck I want, you know, because yeah. it tastes good, Yeah. you know, because you're tasting the fruits of your labor, you know, and that's what is really good. You plant that seed and you're able to, this is a good peach, motherfucker. This peach good. You know <laughs> why? Because I planted this shit. It's the best thing in the world. Damn right. Damn right. And that's crazy to know, Matt. We grind like that. You grew up like me. You're like, yeah. You know, I didn't know what a good meal was until I became like a, an adult. You know, I didn't have my own bedroom until I lived on my own. You How know, many siblings do you have? Seven of us. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, four girls and three boys, and I'm the baby boy. Oh, damn. Wow. And when I went to the Navy, I did four years in the Navy. And that was the first time I left the crib. I, I left Chicago and did boot camp in Florida. Normally, mm-hmm. let you go to Great Lakes, but... The, the crime in the city at that time was what it is now, but this is in 91. Mm-hmm. And they called me, and I was like, I just want to get the fuck up out of here. That's how bad it was. Like, in one summer, I had, like, six friends that were murdered. Oh, God. And, uh, you know, I was on some Exodus shit, you know, and I could see what's happening now then. And uh, he called me. He was like, hey, man, we have a billet for you, and you can leave in two weeks. And I was like, fuck, okay. So I threw a go away, going away party, and I bounced. But that was the best thing because it helped me – break my cherry as yeah. far as stepping out of the nest you and it the gave me courage now. to move here mm-hmm. to know what it's like to be out so me getting on my first airplane from chicago to orlando florida to do boot camp was what started everything mm-hmm. as far as like me on a mission to break that cycle you know yeah 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 it was tough you know growing up in that home and like i said never having my own bedroom till i was an adult and mm-hmm. the meals and stuff but you know that's why we don't fall by the wayside because you know we go get us. I can mm-hmm. just say that. I know we are. I can sure. honestly say, speak for all of us and say that. And that's what 
what it's about, you yep. know, and, and I, I just, you know, I want what I want, you know, and I'm not into regrets like could have, should have, would have. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to be that person saying I wish I would have. I'm gonna say I went for it, even if it doesn't go in my favor. At least you, I at gave least it you all. tried, yeah, man. Exactly. There's too many people that are like they're too afraid of what the outcome is gonna be, and they're too afraid that like, well, out of that comfort zone. Yeah, and then they're like, no, I'm afraid. Of, like I have, I have a friend that's like, no, I don't wanna, I don't wanna pursue anything, you know, like auditions for mainstream stuff because I'm afraid of rejection. She's afraid that like she's not gonna get. it. I'm like, but that's Hollywood, though. You have to, you know, and like. People go to hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of fucking audition, and it's like that's fucking going for it. If you're mm-hmm. too afraid of it, then you shouldn't be in this business. You and know that's what why I, mean? I love stand up because every and I want you to try it, Annie. I want you to try. it. I know. Please One day it. I'll grow some balls. Just grow them tomorrow and just go because that's the thing I love about stand up. For me, I'm that motherfucker that loves to push the envelope. Mm-hmm. My heart is always jumping out of my chest. Don't get it twisted. When I go up there, you know why? Because I wrote some material and I don't know how you're going to receive it. Mm-hmm. But that's living. That's when you're living that part right there and your heart is beating and you got to contain your emotions and not show that. And, and then to hear you receiving and laugh. Mm-hmm. But that's me. I always want to just jump out that window with no parachute or the malfunction parachute and then it opens. And now you're like, oh, shit. But that's why I love to live because... That's where the blessings and the miracles and the magic happens. It doesn't happen when you're playing the cut. You got to get out there in the fray in the mosh pit and just mm-hmm. mix that shit up. You know, that's yeah. when you're going to get some busted lips and your bruise and shit. Mm-hmm. But you see the motherfucker that loves the mosh pit? Those are the motherfuckers that are unafraid. Yeah. That motherfucker that's on the outside like, mm, fuck that. Yeah. I want to be in the middle because even if I get my ass beat, I say, hey, I went for it. Exactly. And you'll heal. And you'll heal. Exactly. I've never been in a situation where I didn't heal, physically or mentally, mm-hmm. you know, but you take away something from it regardless. Yeah. You still take away something from it that's priceless. I'm not going to jump on that side because that motherfucker got on big boots. I'm going to go on the other side. <laughs> you're going to learn the strategy to the shit. And you're going to get in the middle and yeah. then you're going to throw them bows. It's just what it is because you're fighting for your space. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. and that's where you make it at. So that's why I love stand up because stand up is, is that place where you're vulnerable mm-hmm. you know and and you you push that envelope and that's where there's no genre like it other than porn mm-hmm. you know i love the fact that when you're because to me both of them are equally the same because you're letting your inhibitions go yeah that's true and i that's mean true. that yeah. shit to the most like where you're saying you're scared to get on stage i'm scared for a motherfucker to tell me take your clothes off and See, then and roll that, the camera and that's so funny. i'll be like fuck that shit um, it's, it's it's so funny that you say that because when 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 everyone kept telling me oh you should get into sample but you know what i i i could get i like I don't mind getting gangbanged by like 10 dudes getting naked in front of a crowd of like a million people. But God forbid I fucking got on a stage and try to tell some jokes to a room of like 10. But you know, you know why? what I mean? Because you haven't mastered that. You mastered your craft and your feel yeah. to the point where, hey, I'm in my zone. It's what I do. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way. Like I thrive on it. But at the same time, do you still get a rush? What when I. Oh, uh, when you got a rush when you were out. When, when, when you I got was rush, performing? You said, yes. You got a rush? I mean, you know... A rush as far as, like, I guess, how can I explain it? Like, a rush that... A good rush. You know, like, when I'm on stage and my blood, I feel alive. Like, when I'm on stage... I mean, it's exciting and and, and, and whatnot, you You know know what I mean? But I don't know how to define it, but the euphoria, whatever excitement you feel, that's what I love when I'm on stage. And they say, coming to the stage... You know, and and you. I guess I get that way when I like perform on stage when I'm singing or something. Like, 
Okay. You know, if I'm if I'm like performing on stage singing, I guess I, I guess it's kind of a similar rush to what you're thinking of. Because it's no drug, it's yeah. no substitute. Because it's like you get nervous and you're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, and then you get up there and it's like, oh, okay, that was nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that first thirty seconds, yeah, you know. But I've mastered it. I've done it so long now that I know. Mm-hmm. So I love to interact. But for the beginning, you know, it was a story. I was at the Laugh Factory, Chocolate Sundays, and uh, Donnell Rollins was. It was just again, you know, mm-hmm. everything to me. And this is my mentor and. I'm going there for his birthday party and he's doing a show and mm-hmm. we're chilling and I get dressed. And, you know, I'm I'm sitting there chilling and the show's getting ready to start and he taps me on the knee. He says, you're opening the show. You're going up next. Oh, man. And I say, huh? <laughs> and I don't tell him, but now, and it's, he didn't, you know, like, it's a difference between knowing you have a show and you're performing or whatever. And I go in the bathroom and I'm like, <clears throat> but nothing is coming up. <clears throat> And now I'm trying to put together some material. Mm-hmm. He's on a patio smoking a blunt, chilling, kicking. He's like, you ready, son? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and I didn't get bombed. But what I learned from it, like, they laughed, but I, it wasn't my best me because what he did is he caught me off guard. And a month later, he did a show, and he talked about it to the audience while I was there. And he was like, this motherfucker, I hit him, and... I told him it was time to go up, and he teased me and everything. He was like, his eyes looked like this, and he was like, hmm? And, <laughs> but he said, I love you, motherfucker, because you didn't bitch out, and you went up on stage. Yeah, because, And, yeah. you know, and I told myself, I was like, Kevin, this is the shit you've been waiting for. You don't get opportunities like mm-hmm. this. I'm on a fucking stage, a, a Sunday night, 8 o'clock, prime time at the Laugh Factory. I wasn't, but that's the thing I talk about. Like, you got to provoke. I want this universe to recognize me, so that's why I'm just like, I went for it. It wasn't my best set, but now I'm better, and this was two years ago, so now I'm a better comic behind it because I thrust myself into those moments, you know, because that's when you find out what you're made of, but mm-hmm. it was crazy. I was like, why the fuck am I heaving, heaving and my throat is closing, and mm-hmm. it was crazy. I couldn't drink enough water. It was hilarious. <laughs> But I walked away from it proud of myself because... Of course, yeah. You got up there. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't mm. pussy out. You're like, all right, fine. That crush. Remember I was talking about the crush? You go up to her and say, hey, how you doing? You know, I like yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That was it. And I stood up to her, you know, and it was just looking around. It was such a blur, though, because every seat was full and they was just right up in your face. But now I live for that moment because, again, you know, every night I got to keep proving myself. So I love it. Danger zone. Yeah, man. Hey, I mean, I, I totally dig it. I try to live my life on what I'm gonna regret less. If it's two choices, Mm -hmm. what am I gonna regret less? Is always the choice I want to make. I don't think it's by happenstance that I met you, and just the fact that you came out just yesterday and you're blowing up like this is crazy (laughs) as hell. You just been out here two years, two days, and two hours, and you're killing this shit. But that's it, you know. And it's just dope because it inspires me to keep going. And that's mm-hmm. what I like behind things like this. Okay, Kevin, you know, you see these people that are just like you, that are killing their fields and their crafts and they're grinding just mm-hmm. like you. So when I get weary, I think like, damn, man, he just drove fucking seven hours after leaving Vegas for four four days in a row <laughs> and high heels and fucking makeup and shit. You know, but that's where you yeah. know to let you know you're not alone. There's somebody else out there doing the same thing yeah. you're doing, getting after it. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that, you know, like he did. He tried to turn the music on in the car and give you a boost of adrenaline mm-hmm. to get you probably yeah. 30 more minutes of driving. Mm-hmm. 
that's what your troop and your, your squad does for you. Like, yeah, yeah, Kevin, I see you keep going. Because you want to be able to be at that finish line with your people I was determined. I was know? like, okay, everybody's leap. Let me just do this real quick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I feel bad about falling asleep. Like I, I was oh, DJing, well, and I, I was just like, all of a sudden, it doesn't even fucking matter because I was determined to drive the whole way. I was like, I got this. I can do. It, it was almost kind of like I was testing myself. But then, man, I hit a wall after that first hour, mm-hmm. and then you know my roommate sitting next to me, and you know, luckily he was like. Cause I thought he was going to be like, fuck no, I'm not driving. And he was just like, yo, let me get in the driver's seat. Cause I don't want to die. I'm like, okay. So, um, it's such a trooper that you are, that you would have, you know, your squad in your hands and say, mm-hmm. I got this. Yeah. But then he came to you and was like, I got it. You don't even got to go that hard. Let me it's cover funny you too, this. because I, I, I usually go to Comic-Con by myself. That's right? insane. And, um, and, and then, you know, Matt here decided he was going to go. And then my roommate at the last minute decided he was going to go. So I'm like so happy that I had people with me because I would have done that drive by myself if I would have gone by myself. So, well, actually, no, I might have taken the train because no, I would have driven. It doesn't matter. Rebel. Yeah. Because I, I always take the train. That was the first time in a year. I go to com- I've been going to Comic-Con for like years and years and years. And, um, you know, I, the last time I drove was years ago. I usually take the train cause it's so convenient, but I wasn't sure how far I didn't stay in a hotel this year. So I was like, I stayed in an Airbnb and I wasn't sure how far it was going to be. How was that? How was that experience? I've never done an Airbnb. An Airbnb? Oh dude, it's amazing. Really? You you, the experiences up. that I've had, um, the people are always very nice and helpful. Um, the, the girl that was hosting, um, hosting us was like super cool. Cause I'm going to Caroline's performing at Caroline's in New York. Nice. In uh, September, and I'm thinking I've about an Airbnb. Airbnb out there. Yeah, that's what I want to do. You should, because you can look at the pictures and see what the place looks like, and then communicate with the person. Okay. If there's any questions or concerns you may have, like if there's like specifically something that you need or looking for, right? Um, it's so convenient. I love it. Because my whole thing is like, you know, having a room that I can sleep and not have to worry about anybody mm-hmm. watching over me when I'm asleep. I'm in a vulnerable state. That's my thing. Like, you know. Yeah, that's why I love hotels because you lock the doors. Well, with Airbnb, you can Do choose. You, get a room? you can choose entire apartment or entire home as opposed to like a shared. Like for instance, people that have houses, they're like, "Oh, I have like three spare bedrooms that I'm not using. I should Airbnb it." And so, because that's what I did with my place before. I don't do it anymore because I got a roommate. <laughs> right. But um, but uh, you know, like people that don't mind sh- like sharing the common space, right. they'll do that. But you can also choose the option in your when you filter your searches to put like, I don't want to share space. I want my an entire place. Because some people will rent out their entire homes and then they'll they'll stay with a friend or whatever. Yeah, every time I've ever done Airbnb, it's been entire homes. Yeah. I've never. I just get a weird about like, especially when I'm on vacation, the weird lifestyle I'm gonna live. I don't want to pop into your home. At 5 a.m., pissed drunk. Well, that when I went to when I was in New York, that I makes stayed sense. I, when I was in New York specifically. You want to be you, and you want to be comfortable being you. In, exactly. In New, well, in the case of Comic Con, it was like not that bad because um, actually, this is the first time I ever did an Airbnb where I shared, and it wasn't bad because um, all the other guests that were staying in the house were going to Comic Con as well. So it was like, oh hey, you're going to Comic Con too, da, da, da. and the host was cool, but. When I stayed in an Airbnb in New York, I took an entire I took the entire apartment, but it was also in Brooklyn and it was like the size of the kitchen. <laughs> that's <laughs> hilarious and that's what they say is so small. And- yeah, because the kitchen itself was like I'm like that's a right. kitchen and then the bathroom like every it was just like a box and so the dude was like, "Yeah, you know, I I posted my my listing on Airbnb because you know, it helps pay my rent and I and whenever I get a, a a booking, I just stay with a girlfriend and vice versa. She she um 
she uh, Airbnb's her place and she'll stay with me if she gets a booking. That's a good ass system yeah. to have though. But yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I'm gonna do when I go down there probably then the Airbnb. Can Make sometimes be cheaper than a hotel. Just Especially yeah. in New York. Oh, that's Especially why I stayed in, in an Airbnb in New York. Me. Yeah, last time I stayed in New York, paying like two fifty a night. Jesus. Though sometimes you can find deals in Long Island City. Just stay in Queens, just outside of Manhattan, right off the seven train, I wanna say. Mm-hmm. I uh you can find the Marriott there right near Long Island City and Greenpoint, like mm. one twenty-five a night. Been a couple of years though. Mm, yeah. Okay, oh. I've never been, so it's going to be a good experience. <gasps> You've, You've been never been to New York. Oh, oh, shit. oh you're going to love cool. it. Yeah, just the experience of like you're playing Carolines in itself, because Carolines is just like uh, Fillmore for me. So, oh, okay, okay. You know, those okay. are the two places that I've always wanted to yeah, it's get like to. Caroline's and the cellar are like the two big Yes, York- sir. And Fillmore. So they're, they're, they're on my radar. So after I do Caroline's, I'm going, I'm going to the Bay. I'm going to the Bay. And it's like I'm closer to the Bay and I don't know why I don't go over there. But they say it's expensive in San Francisco. Oh, it's worse than New York. Yeah. I, you know, I've had a couple of clients in my car driving Uber and they tell me that, you know, it's an arm and a leg to live in San Francisco. But you know, I just, I can't wait to go up there just as a kid because it was rice aroni that San Francisco ah, the, treat. The San Francisco <laughs> treat. And I was like, hell yeah, I want to get on that train. That's yeah. amazing. It's crazy, the shit that in your mind as a kid, this planet, it's like, I got to go there. But then you see the movies and stuff that was filmed mm-hmm. there and the steep hills, like Miss Doubtfire was filmed Oh my there. God, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And Charm I, my, and a lot of the been, My sister went to the house on um, Steiner Street. <laughs> I can't wait. Bullet. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking bullet. Oh, yeah. That movie, too. Steve McQueen with the car chases through San Francisco. Wow. You took it back. Yes. Hey, have you looked in my living room? You're aficionado. I love it. I see it, man. I see the fucking... What's that motherfucking puppet? He's a motherfucking puppet. <laughs> I love that poster. That's dope. He's a lover. He's a killer. He's a motherfucking puppet. Yeah, I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a film nerd. You know what? Because we there's some great films out there, you know, and mm-hmm. that's again, you know, it's just what it is. Like great work. Like um, shoot, even as funny as it is now, looking at it back then, it was the shit. Like Charles Bronson was a a beast. He had a big ass gun, just like oh, Clint yeah. Eastwood, you know, and what was the name of the movies? Death Wish Death 1, Wish, yep. 2, and 3. Yeah, it was the classics, but the movies was the shit. You know, you couldn't tell me anything. I just thought Charles Bronson and Steve McQueen and Clinton was the shit. Like, they kick ass. Mm-hmm. But in movies now, it's just, it's, it's different. Like, I, I look at stuff meticulous. Like you, you know, I point to this. Probably because I'm an artist and I say the cinematography yeah, could yeah. have been none as he could have said this, the blocking, and it's crazy. Maybe because I'm an artist now, before yeah. I would just sit there and just be in awe. But now I'm looking at shit like, uh, he didn't have to hold a cigarette like that. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of movies that I, re- I used to really enjoy, I rewatched recently, I was just like, oh. The Girl Next Door. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's in that? Um, Emile Hirsch and um, fucking the daughter from 24. Why can I not remember her real name? Yeah. I have IMDb. But 
in 2004 when that movie came out, I'm like, oh, this movie's fucking hilarious. And then since that movie came out, I've been actually involved in the porn industry. Actually, like, interacted with the people and it's just like, wow, this movie's really fucking dumb. Yeah, it is fucking dumb. She's still really hot. I did have a girl next door experience, though, when I was living in San Francisco. I went to prom with a gay boy who I was my coworker at work. And it was great because everybody was like, who the fuck is this chick fucking rolling up here with him? I'm like, yes, he's gay. So I'm his date. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's crazy. That means I have to look at that movie. Is it? Is it like? Single white female, and that's no, no, no. It's a comedy. No, it's a comedy. Oh, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. The basically the plot is Emile Hirsch is the kind of nerdy, and I don't know why I haven't seen that shit. Alicia Cut Cutbert. Alicia Cutbert, yeah. Cut, yeah. So Alicia Cutbert moves in next door, and oh, she's yeah. a trying to retire porn star. And that he doesn't initially know that she's a retired porn. So star. They're, yes, she's, and the, she's blonde. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I seen that Timoth- shit. Okay, Timothy yeah. Oliphant is in it. Okay. I love him. Oh yes. Oliphant plays such a good scumbag. I in that movie. love him. Oh my and that's God. when he goes, yes. Is this when the bad guys were after them and some shit like that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Fucking seen it. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't recall it, it by just, title. It just doesn't hold up as well as it used to. And there's nah. just so many things like, wow. This movie. Fuck yeah, it was dope. Even when it, yeah, it was very dope. That, I equate to like that movie and The Babysitter. With Elizabeth Shue, because she oh, was um, the, the Adventures time. of Babysitting, yes, the yeah, Adventures yeah, yeah, of yeah. Babysitting, yep, yep, yeah, that shit, it's you know. Classic, and then man. a little girl was adorable. It's like you adore, but those movies, that that, and then uh, what was the other one? Oh yeah, when uh, oh, fuck. the mechanic and she man came or and something, she, yeah, 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 she bowed. Oh no, to Thor. Him. It was Thor. It was Thor. Yeah, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, one more. It's on t- I forgot that Emil Hirsch was an, uh, was underage when he made that. Was he? Yeah, he was underage. He was a minor. Really? Mm-hmm. So all the scenes where he had to be nude, they used a... Uh, Body double? A, do- a stunt double, yeah. Wow. Alicia and then when they, wasn't, though. And then when they... No, she wasn't. That's that's why. And when they did the lap dance scene, they had to put pillows in between um, him and the dancer. Yeah, because that matters. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> they deprived him. They should have gave him what he was supposed to get. It would have been authentic. <laughs> I'm pretty sure... If I was 17 and there was a hot stripper grinding on me, even with a pillow in between us, it wouldn't have mattered. No, but for me, I'd have just told her, like, that's one thing that we've done in theater. Like, I've done a lot of scenes oh my and stuff. God. Sorry. Go. I know one of the actors that's in this movie. <laughs> um, I, I met him. He knows Lawrence. Uh, Chris Marquette. Because I was looking at, the, at, the, at the, the, the stuff on here, and it says he plays the character called Eli. Chris Marquette? This yeah, guy? yeah. I know exactly who that and is. And that character is the actually... The guy wearing the vivid hat the whole yeah, fucking movie. Yes, and that movie, that that character is based on Eli Roth. <laughs> That's ho- fucking hilarious. That's, yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize Eli Roth was a porn nerd. Well, I'm not going to say it on air. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> Okie dokie. <Yeah. laughs> Okie dokie. We, we can edit that out. <laughs> I just no, no, that stays. That stays. So do you think you're going to actually direct and produce and write? I'd like to, I need to get back on my writing. Actually, what was a good, a really good motivator for me recently is I saw Baby Driver. Bananas, right? Beautiful movie. Beautiful. But. So much fun. Are you going to do a butt? Are you going to say butt? Oh, there's a butt. <sighs> it's a stupid heist flick. 
It's a what flick? It's stupid. There's a lot of dumb things in that movie. So I ask you this with all due respect. Like, that's probably the artist in you that was breaking the movie down just like I do. Because that was one movie that I sat and I just watched to be entertained. I let go and, and it amazed me because the love that that girl had for Baby was bananas. Jamie Foxx's role, he was a fucking asshole and he killed it. Right. You know. But Jimmy, here's the thing. If you were trying to portray a realistic heist movie, they would have never hired Jamie Foxx. Well, I think they hired him because of the fact that he brought jobs to the table. That's probably, looking at it, like the jobs that, you know, Kevin basically booked jobs based on who brought shit to him. And what he brought to the table was the driver. The other people brought the gigs and... I interpret it as that Kevin was the mastermind who brought everything. Kevin was the mastermind that figured out how to accomplish the job. But Jamie would come and say, just like the two other people before that job, hey, this is how you do things. Maybe I was wrong, Matt, but it's dope because two heads are better than one. But for the entertainment of it, I thought Jamie was dope just because he became the person that I hated. Oh, no. I'm right there with you. It was more of a, why did these people keep hiring him? Why? And I, that's true. That's true. After the first job, I was like, "Why did they bring him back?" That's true. Maybe I have to watch it again. Yeah, it was like, did you see it? Which movie? Baby, Baby Driver. Driver. No, I haven't seen that yet. When's the last time you've been to the movies? What? When's the last time you've been to the movies? Oh, I saw Spider Man like last Sweet. week, and that movie was good. Yeah, I, I had some his. problems with that too, but there's that one. Uh, there, I the love his costume, that, and the I love how that I had with it. You know, it was fine because out of all the other Spider Man films, I no, felt, no, my my. My gripes were minor, and Michael Keaton was a great villain. Yes, absolutely. He was in the costume. It was banana. Spider-Man's costume, and to have taser webs, and that was so creative. He was trying to figure out how to mm-hmm. work his just his webs, not the other shit. He was like tasers and long distance. I just like the part where he's like locked in that fucking warehouse, and he's like trying to figure out yeah, how to he's, get out. He's like in he makes beginner mode, or I forgot what it was called, the mode where he has to like practice using everything and shit. Yeah, it was fucking hilarious. That was dope. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was really well done. There are just a couple minor gripes. That's yeah. all. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think can, that's I great. I really do them. But. That's great though to know that you have that because that'll make you a great visionary for the films and the projects that you want to do. And that's how I am. You know, it's like I just want to go sometimes and just sit and be entertained. But then I look at stuff and I'm like, yeah, I would have done it this way or they could have did it. It would have been great if it would have happened like this or whatever. I agree. I agree. And sometimes some of my criticism is... Nitpicking or technical? Technical slash nitpicking. Okay. Like I just saw the, the new Planet of the Apes. Every time Woody Harrelson went to use his forty five. He would cock us. Spoiler, fast forward about 45 seconds if you don't want to hear a spoiler. At the point where he kills himself, he doesn't cock the gun. Ah, See, but that's that's the artist in you breaking that down because I saw it. And I didn't pay attention to that part. And that's deep that you saw that. You know, I just looked at it being poetic to know that Caesar had a chance to murk that dude. Yeah. You know, and he let him do himself because he realized that you're more fucked than I could have ever had you fucked. God damn it. You know. I haven't seen this movie, so I'm loving all the spoilers. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm just so kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's Apocalypse Now with monkeys. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> They're going after the general in the, you know. Yeah. And it was crazy. Like, 
looking at these and how we grew up on the old ones, technology has changed so much. Wildly different movies. Ah, I know, right? But no, I'm inspired to to write a good heist flick, a realistic heist flick. Something that's dark. Shh. Heat, Heat is still one of my favorite movies. Heat's great. Who? Heat. Heat. I know, right? I I was so stoked. I can't believe you missed it. I'm. I'm Have you ever seen Heat? I'm gonna cry. Huh? Have you ever seen Heat? Oh hell, fuck yeah! It's one of my favorites. There was a big screening, like big screen showing of it a couple weeks back, months back at this point. Yeah, months. Yeah. Where they released the definitive edition on the big screen with a Q and A with Michael Mann, (laughs) and she showed up late and missed it. I showed up late. I was in line. It was a free showing, free screening, but you know. Long line. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, they fucking uh, United Airlines that shit. <laughs> so wow, I um missed it. Even though he Great saved acting. me a seat and the seat was like still free, they were like, "Nope, you can't go in there." Da, da, da. And I'm still fucking salty about it. So yeah, but I love that movie. Yeah, it's a classic, and it's one of my favorite. If I have top twenty five films, it's in my top twenty five, and especially because of the scenes between De Niro and Pacino. You know. What's crazy is, of all the movies that De Niro and Pacino have done together at this point, Heat is obviously the best one. Mm-hmm. And it's the one they have the least amount of screen time together of all the movies they've done together. What about Godfather? They never had screen time together in Godfather. They were in different films together. They were in Godfather 1 and 2, but they were different times. But they were, my point being, like, uh, uh, De Niro was a young Corleone, and Michael was the son. But they never played on a film. Not to take away from what you're saying, but that was another classic that I love that they both were a part of, that they never shared screen time. Yeah. That wasn't really a movie. They, well, they shared no screen time in that. None at all. Okay, I get what you're saying versus apologies yeah. and in order. Apologies in order. It's man. all good. It's all good. Because I know I'm not going to tell you, probably your IQ is six, so I'm not going to even test that. <laughs> I don't want it. I'm looking at the pictures. Flatter will get you everywhere. Don't worry. Motherfucking puppet. I can't mess with that. You can't leave that alone. I can't touch that by itself. But yeah, no, I just love that scene. And we did that in college. You know, the scene when they're at the table. You know, it's a flip side to that coin. And I'm going to take you out. I love that film. It's classic. And the scene when uh, Ashley Judd, did you, you saw when she tells Val on the table to leave by just sliding yep. her finger. Yep. That's fucking acting. <laughs> Nonverbal acting. And they know each other and so in love. She looks and he's ready to go upstairs and she moves her finger and they didn't know what he did. Oh, I loved it. It was so, that was classic. <laughs> so yeah, you didn't gave me goosebumps. Uh, I'm going to go watch you. that shit tonight. But yeah, just a great movie and just every aspect of it, you know. You know, he went and got his fucking TV. You can have my woman, but you ain't going to take my motherfucking TV. She's got a great ass. <laughs> just a classic movie, man. Just the shit. You know, the stories, you know, just the way the shootout was, you know, just, yeah. They're able to develop the characters, but never, like, bog it down with the character development. And you think about life, and there's one scene where De Niro had it all, and he could have walked away. And that shit led to his demise. How many times in our life have we been in that De Niro situation where we could have just fucking walked away? And he's driving with her. He looks over at her like, yeah, I'm winning. I got my girl. I got this money. But then he thinks about that rap bastard. And he's like, Aah. it was classic. He told him, look at me. 
Look at me. <laughs> that was dope. I loved it. Yeah. That is Michael Mann's masterpiece. Yeah. You got you running, huh? Oh, yeah. No, I love that movie. I, there's a reason I own a standard definition, a Blu-ray, and a digital copy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because <laughs> well, the definitive uh, edition came out on, on digital, so I'm like, yeah, I'll pick that up. No, even though when I saw them theater, I didn't really notice any difference. But yeah, 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 I feel like they maybe touched it up digitally or some shit. Spruced it up a little bit or something. Yeah, maybe mm. put some stank on it. <laughs> <laughs> so we have actually run well over time, guys. It's last call. Oh, yeah. Way around. Lights are on and flashing. The last song is on. Gotta go the fuck home. Don't well, you? Well, god damn it, it's last me? call. We like went straight through this and had some very this. Thank you so much for doing our show. No, this was you were bananas, great. That's what I wanted. I wanted this. No, it was fucking amazing. This yeah. was this was an amazing episode. Thank you so much. Where can we find you online? Yeah, uh, KJW Comedy Instagram. Yeah, just that because I don't fuck with social media as much. <laughs> you gotta fuck with Twitter. Yeah, you gotta. yeah. I gotta get a Twitter account. I have uh, an assistant running my Instagram, but I I'm able to see DMs and stuff like that. I just try to stay away from it because it, it it's toxic, you know. But I can see, so please, uh, both of you, my friends, my new friends, I'm excited. <laughs> hey, I'm you know. So yeah, follow me and For sure. and and, and uh, I'll keep. Everything that I have, all the shows I have coming up, the future shows that I have coming up, is going to be a great fall season. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, going to do a lot of traveling, a lot of traveling this fall to really put my that's name exciting. out there. And that's, that's what I'm excited awesome. about it. You know, and, and that's just where I am. And that's the reason why I took to this social media, you know, mm-hmm. and Instagram the way I did so I can uh, do the live feeds mm-hmm. when I'm doing shows and stuff like that. Because, you know, I'm looking at how there are people that don't have talent that are fucking blowing up and I'm still driving Uber and Lyft and I got to change that shit. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I want, you know, some extra, you know, cheese on that pizza these days. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag, right. hashtag so, yeah. cheese. So, yeah, follow me on that and, and the people can know what I'm doing. And, yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited about where my career is going right now. And and, and another thing mm-hmm. that I'm doing to take it into my own hands, I'm starting to do more skits on my own. So I have a crew, a film crew and everything. So I'm be doing a lot more um current topic skits and stuff like that, pump and dump stuff if it's something I can hurry up and shoot, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep content out there so people can see what I'm doing and what I'm... Hey, if you need a hot Filipino chick. Annie, I got you. No, that's on. Like, we're going to get you into that comic realm. Yeah. Trust yeah. me. So, yeah, it's going to be on. So that's what I'm excited about. I, you know, I'm inspired by you guys and what you're doing mm-hmm. and, and just, you know, excited about telling you what's up next, you know, what we're cooking. Right on. Fuck so, yeah. So that's KJW Comedy, right? Yeah. At KJW Comedy on Instagram. Yes. Right the fuck on. Follow him, yeah. guys. And Slayer, where can we find you online? You can find me at Matt underscore Slayer on Twitter. Matt Slayer on Instagram. Matt Slayer on Snapchat, because I always fuck that up. <laughs> and Matt F. And Slayer on Facebook, because I have all the social medias. All of them. Or last one of them. And me, because I am the biggest social media whore there is, you can find me at Annie fucking Cruz on Twitter at Annie Cruz on Instagram, at Annie fucking Cruz on Snapchat, at Miss Annie Cruz on Facebook, and AnnieCruz.com for business, AnnieFuckingCruz.com for pleasure. That's about it. You can also find us at And Now We Drink on Twitter, at And Now We Drink underscore on Instagram, and NowWeDrink.com for more ways to listen. Thanks for listening, fuckheads. Good night, all. Peace. <laughs>